Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the signature taproom room in London for Riot Act's first birthday extravaganza. Please welcome to the stage, Stephen Hill and Renfrey Deadman! Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, yes. A little bit of slapstick comedy at the start of the show there, Renfrew. I Renfrey. just spilled beer on just myself as well. spilling beer. Um, thanks so much. i thing that I shouldn't have moved. Sorry, John. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> um, thank you very much for coming to... I'm just going to carry on. Thank you very much for coming to Riot Axe's first birthday extravaganza. We really appreciate you coming, don't we, Renfrew? Yes. We do, um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, this is quite amazing. This is, um, obviously this is going out. If you're listening at home, uh, there is, what, like 10,000 people here? Yeah. 20,000? Yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not metal numbers. Um, and um, well, yeah, it's genuinely quite a, a thing. It's a very yeah. humbling yeah, thing. Yeah, it's really, really thank nice. You so very thank much you for so coming. much for coming down to see us. Um, and uh, this is a nice little setup we've got here, isn't it? It's very nice, it's yeah. It's like sort of, if you remember Badil and Skinner Unplanned, remember that? <laughs> Badil's let himself go. Um, <laughs> he told me he was going to do that, so, you know, uh, it's fine. It's like water off a duck's back. <laughs> I also told you it was going to get a, a bigger laugh than it got, so um, that's fine. Um, before we start, Renfrey, we should uh, we should obviously shout out our sponsors, Yo. At Arc Tangent. Yes. Um, anyone? In- you're all going, yeah. You're fucking Fuck better. Let's not bother then. Let's it's literally the, the best festival in the world, according to me. Uh, oh, there's over 90 bands playing, including Meshuggah, Battles, and Coheed in Cambria, and. All those bands, pigs, 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 pigs. One more. Pigs? Yeah. That's the important stuff. Takes place on Fernhill Farm just outside Bristol, 15th to the 17th of August. Uh, and it's the winner of the best small festival in the UK from the 2018 UK Festival Award. Uh, we have never done a kind of Q&A Whoa. before. We've never done a kind of Q&A session where uh, we ask you to ask us questions on the Facebook page. But we thought this is probably a good time to do that now. So, question. Yes, the gentleman in the Space Jam T-shirt. Space Jam T-shirt. <laughs> Whoa! The in the Space Jam T-shirt. I can now. Nineties, bit of me in it. Bit of me. Yeah. Yes. Come on and slam. Come. No, it's not a question. It's an interesting way to start a question. Come on and slam. He said, "Yeah, go on, Sam." Uh, I got my shirt from TK Maxx in Basingstoke yesterday. 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 Uh, which I have to say, um, is this all right? Me going on a bit of a tangent about the shirt? Yeah, go for it. Um, I've been told recently um, that I look nice in a collared shirt. So I thought, let's see if that's true. It is. It is. <laughs> and. I just wanted to see if that guy thought it was true, and he does, so I'm pretty happy with that. I'm a little uh, annoyed because I didn't know we had a costume budget. Well... Until, <laughs> you know... If we have... <laughs> you've come as a comic book guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. That's my oh. look. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking You see, when they're here, you're mean. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. 
know that. I know. I know. I'm meant to be. This is why these. That's why they're here. Because I'm mean. Um, uh, it's nice being the horrible one for once. Uh, are we going to review the new Blink 182 album? Um, I think we should. I think we probably should. I mean, I've. I, I've. I hate them. I fucking. I mean, you probably know. I really. Really hate Bling 182, and I've sort of learned. I really hate. Mark Hoppus is the one. I fucking not Tom DeLonge. Well, I don't like him either, but I really hate Mark Hoppus. I think poor old um, uh, poor old Matt from Alkaline Trio is just wasted in that band, (laughs) earning millions of pounds. What, so, what, but you quite like Enema of the State. Well, for the record, yeah, I actually think Enema of the State is one of the best pop-punk records ever made. I think it's half an hour of perfection. It's like being the tallest dwarf, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> when the sun's out, that's a great record. But yeah, yeah I'm not really a Blink-182 fan, but I'm an Enema of the State fan, if that makes sense. So, um, but yeah, we'll review it. I don't we'll see why not. I think you know probably what we're going to say, but... All right, we, we'll do it. one more, I reckon. Unless we don't have one more. In which case, we'll just move on. Yes, hello, yes, young man in the corner. He's standing up, look at this. Whoa! Go on, come on. Oh, mate, oh, here we go. Here we go. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Right, <laughs> Ooh, that is, that's a good question. Um, and when are we going to fuck ourselves folding over? Folding up the script has been a while. We were. <laughs> well, uh, we nearly did it today, to be honest. We almost did it today, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the honest answer is, um, in Team Rock Radio's case, I think <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to fuck yourself over when you don't really know what you're doing in the first place. Um, and I think most people here have probably got a fairly broad and diverse and interesting taste in music and heavy music and different types of heavy music, and you probably all want to listen to new music and you want to discover new things. You are, I would say, the exception to the rule of rock music where and alternative music where I think people discover something from the past early on and then they just, that they get an idea in their head about exactly what rock music or alternative music is and then that's it forever. And I think a lot of the people that listen to, certainly a lot of people that listen to me in the morning on Team Rock Radio were people who probably grew up during the quote-unquote glory years, the heyday of whatever particular musical. It might have been Led Zeppelin, it might have been the Sex Pistols, it might have been Iron Maiden, it might have been Nirvana, it might have been Linkin Park, but that was what they liked and what they wanted. And trying to shake people out of just liking that, if they're that... Most people, generally, I think, not in a kind of nasty arrogant I don't think they're that fussed about music really I don't think they really think that deeply about it I don't think they really care about it that much certainly beyond teenage years I would say yeah um, <clears throat> so I think Team Up Radio was just a representation of of that really and I think you know um, there are a lot of people pulling in a lot of different directions because how do you sum up what rock music is in without if those people are that sort of 
you know, staunchly, fervently, this is what, it's Led Zeppelin, that's what rock music is, and then you've got someone else going, no, it isn't, it's Slipknot and it's Linkin Park. <clears> like, and if they're not willing to bend at all, you really, you're not really serving anyone by trying to serve all those people all at the same time. So it was a very kind of, it was a difficult mishmash of stuff. Um, that's Team at Radio. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I think um, when stuff like this, it would be very easy for us to get maybe arrogant regarding. Why are you looking at me? Well, I'm just saying. It might, it, you know, if if a lot of people start to listen to what you say, and you turn like sitting here, this is very very nice, but. Um, I don't feel like we're any better or any different than you. And I think some people need to remember that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I don't really know what else. Do you want to say anything, Ramsey? I think that, no, I think that's, that will do. Uh, well, one more, we'll one more, one more. that's we'll important. Oh, fuck yeah, we're at Bonjour. <laughs> So it's up my ass. I went to get a stuffed bonjour to shove in. Like I was going to go, Renfrey, say instrumental post-rock, blah, 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 blah. And I was going to shove, a, uh, but I, I couldn't find a stuffed cat. Bonjour's at home being looked after, but she's, the, she's lovely, isn't she? She, she scratched me and I still haven't forgotten. Look at that. Me. Can you see that? She did that to me on, on Sunday. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, told you. I know. She's very clever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, her needlework's yeah. amazing. Bonjour's at, bonjour's at home, um, uh, but I, I love her. Yeah, she's all we right. We both love her. She's, she's cool. Renfrey looks at her weird sometimes. Would you, no, look. Oh, fuck's sake. This was one time when she was posing like a Playboy centerfold, which we didn't cut out because, you know, I don't mind my cat love being out there. And, um, and now you just think that I have f weird feelings for your cat. And no, mm. she was just slutting about the house. I shouldn't say that word. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that word. But yeah, she is, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so, um, yeah, if there's no more questions, we'll move on. So the, this is the point of the show tonight. Essentially, as it is our first birthday, um, we have decided, thank you very much, and, you know, this is, like I say, quite the achievement, um, we've invited some guests down because we want to create the ultimate party playlist for not necessarily a first birthday. If it was the first birthday of a, of a small child, then some of these oh songs God. would some not be suitable. Not be but this is the ultimate party playlist. So what we've done is we wanted to kind of get together some of our uh, favourite people, and, um, and we picked a song each too. And at the end of the night, after we've spoken about the various different songs that we are picking, we're going to play the playlist. And yeah. we're all going to go batshit crazy to it. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> nice. And we're going. Oh, and actually, we should say super quickly. We're also going to eat some cake, which um, Carly has very kindly made for us. Uh, Agents. Oh, yeah, cake. amazing cakes. Thank you. And like, very, like that is awesome. Thank you so much. That is wicked. That's and really uh, nice. Agents of Cake. Thick. So we have some Great. cake at the end. But we're going to kick off. Like, I'm actually going to start with my pick as uh, the opening song on this playlist. So Renfrey, I have picked as the opening song for the greatest party playlist ever, the song You Get What You Give by the New Radicals. Um, a, a bona fide, brilliant 90s one-hit wonder classic. Um, 
the new radicals were only about... Somebody's leaving just at the mention <laughs> of the new radicals. New radicals were only a band between 1997 and 1999. I don't know what else they did in that time, because they only did this one song. I think it's a fucking... It's an absolute banger, this song. I actually agree it's with you. Absolute song. rager. This song is killer. Um, I hate to bring this up, though, Steve. Troubling lyrics. No. <laughs> no. Wake Why? up, Wake up, kids. We've got the dreamer's disease. Age 14, we got you down on your knees. What kind of party... What kind of fucking sick party are you trying to run here? They're playing Twister, right? right. Those are the actual lyrics. Yeah, Those are is. the actual lyrics. The lyrics are, uh, are brilliantly uplifting. But what must you be thinking when you write a couplet like that? Age 14 down on your knees. No, 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 no. It's about the... It's about the... It's about youthful... A ab- couple more years. Remember, this song is about youthful abandon. You've turned it... You've made it seedy and horrible. You know, this was a, a, a different time and a more innocent time. And yeah. it's uh, just uh, a... Brilliantly uplifting song about having music in your heart and your soul. And it also it slags off Beck, Marilyn Manson and Courtney Love in it as well. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know, I had never properly listened to the lyrics and I thought I probably should give them an actual listen. And yeah, I just find them quite disturbing. That's literally well, the just first... that? That's the only bit. That's enough, enough isn't it? <laughs> well... Isn't that, that disturbing enough? It's pretty... I think that's vague. <laughs> In these times, I'm not sure if that's vague. Well, it wasn't written in these times. <laughs> Fucking hell. I this just think that. it's troubling. But I think it's... I do actually think it's a great song. It's a I great mean, song. I do really it's like it. It's a great song. And um, so it came out on the 10th of November 1998. Um, it was also a song that The Edge from U2 was asked back then uh, which song he was most jealous of. And he said this song. This was the no. song that he was said, if I could have written any song, it would be this. And he's the guitarist in the greatest band ever. So... And you too. Hey! And you too. Thank you, Joe. Very That's good. Very nice. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, so... Um, but he, he liked, So the Edge liked it. And also, uh, the lead singer, um, Greg Alexander, also went on to write Love is a Roller Coaster by Ronan Keating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great, ped- great pedigree there. It's up and down, isn't it? It's, up and, it's an up and down, it's an up and down career. But um, yeah, it's I, 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 I genuinely really, really love this song, and it sort of reminds me of um, it's by sort of late nineties, after kind of post grunge, after Kurt Cobain had um, gone and grunge, all the big grunge bands are splitting up, and that the the look of those bands, those American bands particularly, everyone sort of looked really alternative, and but there were loads of pop bands. This is kind of I think this is the sort of Late teen brother of Umbop. <laughs> Interesting theory. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, it yeah. is. It's got that kind of. It's really summery, but it's a bit like sneering. You watch the video, and they're like getting people in suits and putting them in dog cages. Like we're not going to be bow down to you, man. It's great. It's like just a really. They don't really write songs about youthful abandon and. Popping. Certainly not with these lyrics. Not anymore. It's <laughs> one lyric. <laughs> It's one lyric, Renfrew. It's one lyric. It's very troubling. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think that says more about you and what you... I think these guys got it. Right. I think these guys got where I was coming from, you know. Not where mm. I was coming from. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah. Where... Is there everyone else... Are you f- any, is anyone familiar or unfamiliar with this song? Well, well, that, you, you know, know that song? Brady doesn't... Brady doesn't... I like it. Bra- I like it, somebody said. Who said I like it? I 
you do, you do. Legend. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, God, guys, he was wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> They did, yeah. yeah. People did say that about Jamiroquai. But I felt Jamiroquai's hat was much bigger. It was more arrogant. Uh, this is just a sort of normal hat. Probably the like, least aptly named band in the world yeah. now, aren't they? Because they are definitely not new anymore, and they're certainly not radical. Unless, um, well, I don't know. Maybe that's quite a radical thing, isn't it? Um, what you're insinuating they're doing. I still find that to be a very innocent song, and I'm, I'm quite upset that you've, you've made it. Nasty. Hey, that's what I'm here for. So, uh, anyway, nasty. that will be the opening song on our playlist. Um, and I think it's about time now that we got our first guest on. Are you ready for that, ladies and gents? <laughs> so, please, when all the guests come on, make sure you give them a lovely round of applause as you just did. Please welcome from the band Employed to Serve, it's Mr. Sammy Owen! <laughs> come on, Sammy. Up you come. Buddy. Good to see you. How you doing, mate? Have a sit. Well, I must confess. The, yeah, uh, this is funny. What well, you're yeah, about to say. I, this is literally the public speaking nightmare come true. Because <laughs> I thought, like, coming here today, we were just hanging out at like Renfrey's house, just having a couple of drinks nope. and talking about some good tunes. But uh, sorry, here mate. all of you are as well. <laughs> Hello. Thanks you for being here. You get up here. on stage and you do your mad. Yeah, but I'm prepared for it. Yeah, kinda. true. I, I think the thing that's most shocking about Sammy in real life, like in the band, he's always like, you motherfuckers, if you don't get in this pair, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. And then you see him in real life. He's just the sweetest fucking dude. He's such a, he's such a dude. Oh, I'm no high-fiving. Thanks, Renfrew. Um, You're a dude he's such a dude. New album's fucking killer, mate. Yeah. So, new album's killer, right? <laughs> it is great. We, um, we compared it quite favourably to Far Beyond Driven. I believe oh, yeah. we did, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah? I remember that. How do you feel about that? Record dear to my heart, yeah. yeah right, I mean, the best metal album of all time, I'll say it. Ooh. Our new wow. record. And then after that, Far Beyond Driven. Oh! Hey! Hey! There he is. Mr. PR. Uh, <laughs> loving it. Um, yeah, mate, the record's really great. And, it's fucking uh, fantastic. I'll probably talk about it a bit more. Um, what was, what's been, because you guys have been doing some festivals, right? Indeed we have, yes. What's been the highlight of the festival season? Oh, Hellfest for sure. Mate, Whoa. how great I mean, is Hellfest? Insane. I mean, like, everyone calls it the Metal Disneyland, and that's exactly what it is. Mm. And I wasn't prepared for it. Like, when I turned up, my mind was just... Can you run people through the setup of Hellfest? For yeah, so basically know? they've, like bought the whole land and they've like permanently built on it so there's like all these like mad sculptures and stuff and like metal trees with fire coming off it like the toilets have fire fucking shooting out of them as well it's insane it's like if Ramstein designed a theme park yeah essentially it's nuts and the lineup is just I mean yeah what stage were you guys on were you on the we were on the the war war zone zone, yeah And literally being in direct sunlight wearing those windbreakers was, well that's the closest I've been to being sick I was going to talk about these windbreakers yeah Um, have you never been sick Oh, wait, like, no, on stage. Sorry, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have so been sick before. The Windbreakers, yeah. which has become a kind of signature look for you lot, yeah. that looks so fucking hot. No wonder you're such a little skinny scrap of a boy. Just sweat it all out. Huh? Just sweat it all you out. You do, mate. It's crazy. Should we talk about your pick? Yes, yes. So um, after we go from the New Radicals, we go into Sammy's pick, which is Rotten Soil by Entombed. And also... <laughs> I know, right? I know. 
Also, another thing, I was like, can I get away with wearing like the new Entombed t-shirt I got? And I was like, yeah, I'm just hanging out with like a couple of people. It's going to be fine. And now I feel like a real dick. <laughs> but I do have a Wolverine Blues like long sleeve. I'm glad I didn't wear that. Otherwise, that yeah, would have been a bit, a bit much. Sponsored by Entombed. Yeah, uh, is that, I'm doing PR for them for that now that as tour well. Support, aren't you? Um, mate, so a genuine, taken from a genuine, absolute landmark classic record. Mm -hmm. um, basically the genesis of all those kind of sludgy hardcore bands um, yeah. from not, Wolverine not Blues. really a party tune though, is it? Well, okay, uh, let, let me on. explain this right, because I'm going to go ahead and say it's not the ultimate party anthem, because... That's what we asked because, you for. Yeah, but, 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 once It'll again, if I'd have known it was this kind of setup, I might have gone something different, but I've been on so many podca like podcasts, like gassing about either Pantera, <laughs> Slipknot or Dio, mm -hmm. and I, I think people will probably, if they have listened to them, a bit bored of me going, yeah man, they're like the best bands ever so i thought what other songs do i listen to in the van that get me like super jacked up uh, and this was one of the ones that so was this is here because it gets you pumped up yeah yeah essentially would you listen to this before going out on the town oh 100 percent yeah mate, yeah. yeah yeah like, totally before going down spoons or anything like that tiger tiger <laughs> i bang on rotten soil by entombed and that's not even a lie um mate i was going to ask you what made you pick out of all of the Entombed uh, back catalogue. What made you pick this song? Because essentially, I fucking love Entombed and I think they actually yeah. got better on the next couple of records. I actually think they, they well, the next record is my favourite. To oh, Ride okay. is, yeah, is yeah. my favourite. But you're essentially picking, you know, there's 400 songs that all sound like a, a warthog grunting over someone sticking a chainsaw. They don't have 400 like. songs. <laughs> They've got, a, they've got, got a lot to of count. songs. <laughs> I reckon they've got 100. I don't reckon they've got 400. That's a All lot right. of songs. Iron Maiden okay. don't have 400 songs. All right. We'll, we'll check this and we'll put an edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll they've got a lot of songs and all of them just sound a like a chainsaw yeah. being held against corrugated iron while someone sort of grunts over the top of it. Party. It about Rotten Soil that's the one. For, so for me, it's like the best Entombed record, like hands down, because it's the best like mix of like where they came from and then the whole death and roll thing that kind of, well, started on that record, but then they also kind of expanded upon on the follow-up releases. And Rotten Souls is one of the tracks that kind of doesn't get, I don't know, hailed as like one of the better tracks off that. I mean, yeah, the title true. track's obviously the one mm. that everyone knows and has been covered to death. And then you've got like Demon and stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's so many bangers, but I always feel Rotten Soil. I've never seen them play it live either. I right. think it's because it's and, Trap um, 2. Track 2's get quite two. a bad rep, I think, mm. for bands playing them live. Yeah. All right, shut mm. up. <laughs> <laughs> Master of Puppets. Sorry, I meant sad but true. Usually yeah. oh, right. shit, yeah. we cut this shit, but I can't do that. Yeah, People okay. know now. Yeah, fair. Yeah. All um, right, fine. But mate, it's an absolute rager. Yeah, oh, 100%. Pick. Yeah, literally. I mean, I'll put it on in the van and I'll, if anyone sees me like driving to work listening to it, it's just would be so embarrassing because it'd just be me literally just punching the ceiling of the van, just fucking raging. Yeah. And like Why? the lyrics, like, can you feel it itch? Can you feel it so defined when blood can is pissing down your spine? Mm. I mean, fuck knows what the song's about, but that's sick. Like, I think I, think I have a theory of what the song's about. Is it oh. about crushing spine? Well, he thinks every song is about. Crushing Sex spines. Or having an itchy willy. Like that yeah. is all every every song. Even flow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm really glad that Entombed, it feels like if, if you'd go back for maybe to sort of 2001, 2002, it felt like people stopped really, well, not even stopped, but it felt like 
Entombed are now way, way more influential and way bigger mm. a kind of name drop band than they were. Totally. I mean, I think bands like uh, Converge and yeah, Cursed like took a massive like influence from like particularly though like Wolverine Blues and the records that came after like To Ride and yeah. Uprising and stuff like that. Big time. So I think you ever played with them or into? Oh, you did yeah. Glastonbury, right? Yeah, and well, we did with Full Force as well, and then with my old band at uh, the now defunct uh, Neurotic Death Fest. Yeah, and it's still sick, man. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's Entombed AD now, so it's just yeah. LG still like left in the band. But I mean, they still fucking kill it. Absolutely, okay. I I back this. Renfrew, you don't seem convinced. No, look, I think it's a fucking great song. I just I'm not sure, and I loved Entombed as well. I don't think as much as you, but. Uh, or of either of you, but I just uh, it party anthem. It's fine. I love it. I love your pick. It's great. Wait till you hear party. what he's picked. I'm very excited. We're talking about party. It's really good. It's yeah. a very good song. It's great. Is it something by Godspeed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a 20 minute Godspeed like Emperor song. Um, no, yeah, I, it's uh, no, it's fucking great. It's cool. It's a good song. Yeah. It is a great song. I think it's a good pick. Thank you Ladies very much, ladies and gentlemen. Sammy from Point as well. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. Um, let's roll. Let's roll straight into it then. So our next guest um, is give her a lovely round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. It's Claire Simpson of Mountain Caller. Come up, Claire. Hey. Hi, Claire. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah. Thanks very much for coming. You're very welcome. Oh, we- it's we're fun to be here. This is like how it feels to listen to the podcast, but now you can hear what I'm saying back. We're not usually yeah. this sweaty, I don't think. <laughs> right, well, I'm, I'm not. Not um, in the kitchen. Um, uh, how's it going, Claire? All right, thank you. So, um, should we just jump straight in with what I want to jump straight in yes. with? Yes. Uh, Claire used to be in Sugar Coma. Uh, and I remember them. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's favourite third wave new metal band. <laughs> <laughs> it was defenestration in a oh. year, actually. Oh, those guys. Two, yeah. Phony, sugarcoma, defenestration. Yeah, 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 in that uh, order. Occupational hazard, oh, number one son. <laughs> New metal, be, guys. Yeah. Remember that? I said be it? nice to the guests. Yeah, oh, no, I am being nice. I am being nice. How, how was Because I, I, like, I remember you guys getting... Was it, how was that? Was that a, like, mad time? It was mental, so... When we um, got discovered uh, and signed to our first kind of smaller label, we were 15. So um, it was, it's all still a bit of a blur. So we did that from the age of 15 to the age of like 21, 22. Um, released an album, we got to tour with Machine Head, Fear Factory, Woolhaven. So we did some good stuff. Yeah. yeah. How were Machine Head's crowds with you guys pretty good yeah, yeah oh good yeah. everyone's pr- everyone's I, I can't remember a crowd that weren't i mean yeah i can't really remember a crowd that weren't really okay with us but there were always those guys standing in the front watching what i was playing to make sure i wasn't miming that kind right. of thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right <laughs> what a nice what a nice guys yeah uh, <laughs> um do you still see the rest of the guys from sugar coma yeah I live, r- I live around the corner from jess and Heidi how's jess far. she's good she yeah what's she baby. up to how's she hey. um, <laughs> come on guys um, <laughs> no they're good they're good that's good um you're in a new band now called mountain caller yep <laughs> mountain is caller it? is a bit of me yeah so say. um renfrey has sort of brought this up renfrey do you want to 
tell the people right in front of Kyle I would say it's, it's uh, instrumental, uh, doomy metal, kind of. Um, I think you'd be really good on Roadburn. Yeah. Just saying. That's if the Becky, goal. Becky, if we you're just listening. Play uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I wanted to bring Claire on because I think Mountain Caller are doing things right and I like it a lot. So um, I just wanted to be like, <laughs> listen to Mountain Caller. We're on Bandcamp. Um, <laughs> So yeah. should we get onto your pick then, Claire? Yes. So you have picked a song called We Share Our Mother's Health by The Knife. Yes. Is anyone familiar with this song? Yeah. Couple of people, yeah. <laughs> I have to be honest, I don't know much about The Knife. I've had a little sort of Google of them. Yeah. Um, they're another Swedish band, Hot on yeah. the Hills of Entombed. Um, an electro duo from Gothenburg. Uh, this song was released as a single on the 24th of July 2006. It was Pitchfork's 14th favourite song of 2006. Slow year. Uh, <laughs> what What was your thought of uh, yeah. this, Claire? So my thought process was, um, if I was going to pick a song I like to put in a playlist, I like depressing shit, so it would be like <laughs> Bell Witch or Fuck Lingoing Nota or Mournful Congregation, something like that. So then I thought of like, you know, what a kind of like beer drinking anthem. So I went through like... Um, Sleep. Um, I went through. It's supposed to be a party. Yeah, We're celebrating. But like, like the, these these songs are the ones that make me want to kind of party and drink beer. Okay. So yep, I went fair. through like Cavell Attack's first album, which is problematic if you want to sing along. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, not really. You didn't make it up. Did you? <laughs> Just make it up. You just got to start saying it for the guy to course. Cavell Attack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Moving God. What are you Steve's having a party God. by himself. I think, it's, it's I think, I think that is <laughs> Norwegian. That is Norwegian. Nah. Nailed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on, sorry. So, um, I only settled on a song by Clutch. But oh. That would be good. I considered Clutch. Clutch. I considered Clutch. And then I thought about the actual kind of songs I've actually put on playlists in the past. So, I think... My friends and I represent quite a big section of the kind of Venn diagram you, you guys have. Okay. Um, and the kind of one party track we always put on is this one track by The Knife or a couple of, the, uh, a couple of tracks off this album by The Knife. And it's the one we all uh, agree on and really enjoy, which is why I kind of went for it. It starts with the sound of a fairground dying. It's actually the sound of a melted T-1000 re-solidifying and then having a boogie. <laughs> Can you so confirm that? that? Yes. He's having a boogie? Sure, for sure. Okay. Actually, when I first put it on, I was like, what is this? But, <laughs> but after a couple of listens, particularly when it gets to the end, it's certainly, it's a really weird start. It's a really kind of Aphex Twin at its most... Sounds like a fairground ambient. dying. Yeah, yeah, it does. And... Um, but I, I kind of, by the, by after a few listens, I was like, yeah, I might listen to more of them. There's also about 300,000 remixes of this song. Yeah. yeah There's like yeah. a million, so the, the radio edit or the single yeah. mix is presumably what you would pick. Yeah, no, just the, the album track. It's the one that always goes, goes onto our um, playlist when we have parties. It's kind of like, in context of the album, it's like the most fun. It's, um, uh, the, the one that's got the kind of most upbeatness to it, but in con the, the album itself is kind of really dark and weird and horrible and a bit kind of 
um, creepy, which is a bit of me. Mm-hmm. So I picked the most fun one off the creepy album. <laughs> <laughs> Good pick. I mean, yeah. like, what, so what do you reckon of this song then, Renfrew? This is doesn't really strike me as the sort of thing you'd usually be that into. Maybe it's going to it's going to sound weird coming after Entombed. Um, it's I, I, it's not, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm into it mm-hmm. um, but thanks for coming on <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, quite li- I actually quite like it it's a I banger quite like it. I don't know if it's a sure. banger <laughs> I but I do banger. quite like it I, do, I actually quite liked it it took me three or four listens to sort of get my head around it but I don't know I sort of massively checked out of that sort of thing if I don't even know how much I checked in in the first place. What is that sort of thing? I don't know how I describe it. I just go general electronic. Yeah, I mean it's quite it's quite dance, isn't it? I mean like well, just kind of dark and stuff as like well. So like like you, I sort of fell out of love with the metal scene in around 2005. Mm. So I got really Did you buy the Kaiser Chiefs album? No, I didn't. <laughs> not, no, I've never not done as bad that. As me, then. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I, I sort of fell out of love with metal and then Knife were kind of like a transition band for me to get okay. into kind of techno. Because okay. they're like, um, they're quite politically outspoken, which I quite enjoy. Um, they, they wore these kind of like plague doctor masks for a bit. They didn't yeah, really do that. interviews. Um, so for, as a transitional band, it kind, of, it kind of worked for me to get into techno. And now, now I'm back. In the, the world of... Uh, now back in the metal world. She's back. <laughs> she has to go now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a good pick. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Claire. Thank you, Claire. Hey! I don't know if I am surprised that you didn't like that or not. Say that again, sorry. I, I didn't know. I, was, I, I feel like I'm surprised, but also not surprised that you weren't that into that. I thought you might be for some reason. No. No. <clears throat> Thanks, Claire. Good. Um, ladies Mal and gentlemen, are great though. Uh, we're going to have two more guests before we have a break. Our next guest is the Scourge of Riot Act. Um, <laughs> a great man in many ways uh, and a terrible one in all, all most, most ways. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please get up for Brady Deepros from Conjurer. There he comes. There he is. Fucking stay. Brady. Hiya. You're right. <laughs> like the panto villain. Yeah, Get that's embarrassing. <laughs> oh. they, they're booing you just because of yeah. what you. Literally your fault as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, not really me, to be well, honest. Well, yeah, no, I was looking at you, but I was really meant him, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Hello. Uh, how are you, Brady? Um, all right. Yeah. Been, been worse. Yeah. Having a, having a lovely when? time. Uh, <laughs> 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 got hit by a lorry on the M1 on Saturday. Did you? Mate. <laughs> This yeah, is actually true. <laughs> this that is actually worse. true. Like we like. Oh no! Fuck it! You're a cunt. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. But I messaged Renfrey. I was like, I've, I've had a really bad day. Can I, can I like? Can I just come down and hang out on the podcast? And they're like, Well, come come have a chat. I was like, If I fucking have to. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was like, What's wrong? I was like, oh, I just got hit by a lorry and uh, crashed my car. So I'm I'm still determined to say that everything's fine. I would love a beer, thank you. You've got a problem. <laughs> if uh, I don't drink it, he will. Mate, um, download was great, by the way. Thank you. Did um, anyone see Conjurer download? Yeah, shit. Oh, fuck you, Joe. Uh. <laughs> Did anyone actually see Conjurer download? Anyone? Just one. Well, Sammy. Sammy, Sammy yeah, of course. Yeah. My boy. <laughs> Harris, nice, nice. It was, mate, it was really 
fucking brilliant. And I tell you what was really brilliant was being stood next to a bunch of people who obviously didn't know who you were. Mm. Turn Everyone. around and go, who are this band? I have to. And when you said, um, we're going to do a tour soon, they were like, we're going, we're going, we're going. Sick. So that's amazing, man. And without being too nice to you, um, <laughs> it's really great to see how well you guys have done. Thank like, you. Genuinely, because the album's wicked. I appreciate that. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote basically none of it. It's great. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm the only no, I was going to say, pass that on to Dan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I'm the only one that talks Dan. to people, so I get all the praise, and they're just like, come on, man, what's <laughs> up? And I'm like, mm, easy. Got to chat we, to people, innit? Shall we talk about, talking of uh, your pick? Your pick. Yeah. Shall we talk about your pick? So um, I've, I've been a, a... Quite literal. Quite, quite basic, I think. Quite literal um, with your pick. Brady has picked It's Time to Party by Andrew WK. <laughs> And now, that, that right there was the justification. That, that is the pop, isn't it? You got yeah. a pop for that. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Renfrey. Uh, Come on, Joe. Um, I love this album. You presumably love this album. No. Not oh, really. fuck. Oh. Wow. 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 We're all shocked. Um, the classic opening track of I Get Wet. Uh, released on the 13th of November 2001. I'd say quite disrespectful of Andrew to release such a happy album so close to 9-11. But, um, <laughs> I've had words. Almost as if he's somehow complicit in that. Um, <laughs> breaking news on Riot Act Podcast. <laughs> Navy SEALs break into the party centre. <laughs> they got the wrong guy. <laughs> Um, go on, so what, what made you pick this song then, Brady? So, um, people Apart from your ties with Al-Qaeda. <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't wait to get cancelled after this. Um, so, I'm, I am, as much as I go on about being a, a, a real rock star, a real true 21st all century British rock star. All the time. Yeah. yeah, all the time. You're asking um, about things that we cut? When we get Brady on, we cut him going on about being a fucking rock star. All yeah. the time. He thinks he's fucking Justin Hawkins. Fucking joke. Yeah, ah, oh, fucking love Justin Hawkins. I've seen The Darkness 13 times. Yeah, but times. you didn't have to turn up in the cat suit for the fucking record. I did that just for you. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Uh, actually, sorry, on that, you look great tonight, Renfrey. Um, so we were. I'm um, sweating like a fucking pig. <laughs> I, feel, I feel. I feel. As yeah, as per. <laughs> so. Um, I, I am not a party animal. Uh, I am, and my band actually, we are pathetic. Um, I've been on tour with Conjure and I can agree, <laughs> so they are true. pathetic. It's really embarrassing. They are pathetic. So, um, the songs played in that van, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, Rolf Harris. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so we hell. were, um, I just spent the last couple of weeks um, driving Arm for Apocalypse on tour and they mm. have a ritual before they go on stage they call it van time and they're like they're coming up to me like have the keys it's van time first night i was like yeah but what the fuck is van time like i was, I was like is this going to be weird like am i going to be like whatever so i was like i'll come experience it i'll get in the van what arm for apocalypse do about 15 minutes before they go on stage is blast two andrew wk songs full volume amazing and two every time i die songs oh. full volume yeah. And I was in there, and it's time. That to is better than their gig. Yeah. <laughs> the best part is it's not. So I'm sat there, and I'm like three Americans 
legitimately losing their fucking shit to Andrew WK. And I was like, you know what? It is time to party. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt it. I, I felt it truly within myself. And it's it, such a... I, I just fucking love it. This is like 90 seconds along, this song. Oh. And it just is a man screaming about partying. And yeah. I remember getting this record and thinking, well, it has to calm down after this. <laughs> yeah. And it, it goes more mad. It goes madder and oh. madder and madder until the end. He's going, I get wet, I get wet, I get it's, wet. Over and over again. It's, it's, the rain of, rain, it's the rain and blood of partying, this record. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's just and so it's relentless. one of the Tardies um, from Obituary playing, when they played Saturday Night Live, Donald Tardy from Obituary. Yeah. Sammy will know. Is that right, <laughs> Donald Tardy? No, hang on. No, it's Donald Tardy. Yeah, it was. Donald Tardy. No, Donald. That's what I said, Donald Tardy. <laughs> Can we get an interpreter no. in here? <laughs> no, we'll keep this, no, we'll keep this bit in. Donald Tardy from a he was drumming for Andrew WK on this record. No, he's the drummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the drummer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 Donald. Sam, is it Donald? It was Donald. It was Donald. <laughs> Donald. Sorry. Okay, Sorry, cool. I said it was Donald the drummer. Yeah, no, no, you it was Donald. It was Donald yeah, the drummer. Um, <laughs> and he's wearing a bitchy T-shirt on the Saturday Night Live uh, he's wearing his own band shirt. Wearing his own band shirt. Very split cool. Up at, that po- at that point. Is he the Iron Maiden? All right, fuck off. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's what we say to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, you, you could have gone for Party Hard, uh, which would have, have been the obvious choice. Yeah, but um, I'm, I'm, I think this is a far better song than Party Hard, I have to say. Party Hard overplayed that. to shittery. Mm. Um, but this song. <laughs> On your iPod. <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, he likes to warm up for a 20 minute post rock song with five minutes of Andrew WK. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it, it's true. <laughs> but this this is a much better song than Party Hard, I think. I don't think that's true. Come on! No. It is! I prefer I Get Wet over both of them, but. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was. Um, it was. It's time to party. You asked me for a party song, and in my vast experience as a party expert, it, it felt like the one. <laughs> I have to say, I feel like you got the brief better than some of our Weird, isn't it? <laughs> interesting. I think that's quite interesting. Not looking at anyone, Claire. But, like. <laughs> it's. Don't single people out! <laughs> uh, I've, uh, I've heard some of the ones coming up are pretty miserable as oh, well. fucking so dreadful. Thought it'd be, it'd be a ray of sunlight. I t- weirdly enough, my mm. old band supported Andrew WK. What? Uh, uh, the Casbar and Coventry. He is a weird dude. Is this the ska punk band? The pop punk. Well, yeah. Pop punk. Essentially, yeah. yeah. So Brady yeah. was in a pop punk band. Very cool. Um... <laughs> Fuck me, they are bad. Uh, I went to see him yesterday, actually. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, in Northampton. Yeah. yeah it was a good time. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs> these the people have come to see this. You do know that, don't you? I know. Like, no, we're just people chatting are here now. watching you. No, no, like... no. It's just us three. That's it. Right. Okay. okay. There is footage on... Chat shit like no one. Oh, yeah, there's loads of, loads of footage. There he is. That's it, Dead yeah. Frequency. Here he is. Yeah. Check him out. Show from uh, It was like involved. the darkness meets Green Day. So wow. And as good as that sounds. It was very, very cool. <laughs> hey, yeah, get but we, we support him. Um, oh, get out. I'll tell the story then. <laughs> Just go. No. I don't want to hear you talking. I know, I'm going to oh, stay and here. We, and then we listen to Story of the Year. No one fucking cares, mate. Get off the stage. Brady. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to stay. I'm going to ruin this podcast for you. <laughs> you oh. You've done a great job on your own, but I thought I'd really help you out. So. <laughs> Sorry. Also, this is a room of people that listen to this every week. Fuck you. You're a cunt, Renfrew. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I tune in every week and I'm like, that hurts. I'm a real person. I'm not just someone you talk about on the internet. That hurts. <laughs> 
I showed that to my mum. She was like, tell him off for me. I was like, I will. Oh. Viv's had words. I actually feel bad. Did you actually show it to your mum? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I would have felt quite like that you felt that. bad. Oh, fuck. That's okay. great. All right, fuck off. Bye. Uh, Thanks, Thanks, Brady. Brady. <laughs> what a cunt. So, right, I want a little peek behind the curtain. So Brady wasn't meant to be coming on originally. In fact, it was actually going to be Andy Gillen from Palm Reader who couldn't make it I'm down. Brady. Uh, well, the thing is, Andy from Palm Reader picked You're the Voice by John Farnham, which is a fucking tune. And just as an aside, um, I was doing a little bit of research about You're the Voice by John Farnham, and it's been covered by Attack Attack, Blind Guardian, Celine Dion, Coldplay, and you have to fucking watch this. It's on YouTube. It's been covered by Julian Assange, that song. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Actual Julian WikiLeaks. Julius, I'm not even fucking around. It's so weird. But anyway, but we had Brady instead of that. Was it um, covered by him when he was in hiding? Yeah. What? Like, you should be fucking hiding. You shouldn't be covering songs. Well. And releasing them. No, you shouldn't. But, you know, they got him in the end, didn't they? So, yeah. Does what he likes. Uh, anyway. Uh, we actually asked Julian Assange to be on the show, but unfortunately he couldn't make it. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. Um, yes. So... Uh, the last guest of this half, and then we'll have a little break, is um, a great man, again. Uh, here he comes. Give it up for Joe Nally from Urn, formerly of Hang the Bastard. Hello, Joe. Come on. Come on. This is where the trousers rip, Joe. So Joe's, yeah, somebody's actually dressed up properly for the, uh, the occasion. I'm, I'm dressed like I'm going for wine night with Gal. Do you remember they did that? Yeah, they Go did. Go and have yeah. some wine with Gaul. I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I already pre-apologised for this, because it's probably going to be shit. Um, <laughs> I say that, mate. No, no, but my, my choice is just shit compared to these. Brady's come up here, show me right up. No. 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 I massively, massively disagree with that. Yeah, big time. Let's... Um, <laughs> well, no, because the first one, you went pick a party thing, and I was like, well, I'm going to pick the most depressing thing ever, because that's the sort of mood I'm in at the moment. Peter Gabriel, father son. Yeah, not to really. It. If you're in a, if you're having a shit time, <laughs> whack it on. Thank, <laughs> thank me thanks, later. Mate. You know what's going on. I, mean, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't want father son by Peter Gabriel. Well, I, I did. did. Like, it's the only veto I made of the entire show. I was like, Joe, can't I that. gave you two choices. You did give me two choices. I think your second choice is the best. It's brilliant. It's Jeez. really good. But before we talk about that, um, we should talk about uh, you've. We're just talking to me before we started. Yeah, yeah. Um, we fucking love the... Has anyone heard the Urn EP that's come out? That is, yeah. that is a cracking heavy Classic. metal EP. And the next one's better. And Joe says... <laughs> go and buy it, go and buy which it. Which is weird because you never hear bands say the next one no, is but better. I, is can very I, rare. Can I say... Is what it heavier I, and lighter at the same time? Well, it's just better. Well, look at this. I'm just going to get my face with this clothing on the front cover... Loads. <laughs> Sell loads. <laughs> no, I was saying to a few people outside, what I did with the Earn EP, I was like, I'm going to make this just really simple metal songs, catchy chorus, bit of this, bit of that, and everyone's going to go, it's fucking great. Not everyone did, people, wankers. Um, <laughs> but the next thing... Cause Three we, Ks, wasn't it? Cause we, yeah, yeah. No, Ks. no, four Ks. They oh, said okay. it was an emotional experience, and I was like, he's just seen a picture of me in a suit coming out of work looking like Gordon Gecko. <laughs> Good boy. Um, no, but, you know, well, better looking than him. Um, the, I was once referred to as the Gary Barlow of metal. <laughs> this is a fact. 
fact. And as I was, te- I was on tour with Silosis, and I was telling that. the crowd, I was telling the crowd that, and I went, guess who they compare me to? And someone went, James Corden. <laughs> I fucking, fucking hell. I couldn't fucking, I couldn't believe it. But no, it's, um, well, with the next Ernie, with the Ernie P, I was like, I'm going to make something that sort of sounds like Finn Lizzy meets Danzig. So we ended up sounding like that Danzig covers album, which everyone fucking uh, hates. Dreadful. But the next one, because we all know how to play our instruments, chapters, we've basically <laughs> gone back to my old band, which everyone went, this is going to be the biggest band in the world. It's not, because I'm still working. And <laughs> when people hear it, they're going to go, he's fucking great, isn't he? But the third EP is when we sound like tall, I shave my hair off and sit in a box at the back and sing. <laughs> And we're going I should to have let him have Peter Gabriel, to be uh, fair. Yeah. Should, I? Should, I let, no, should I just let you have Peter Gabriel? We should have let him. But in all, yeah. on top of that, we got Angus, yeah. our little best mate, little Filipino lad. Little I went, do us a favour. I went, yeah. do us a favour, shave your hair off. And it is, he's added to it. People go, they look fucking hard. Mm. Our drummer looks like an Italian football player. You get me, a man about town. And you get the little angry Filipino lad. Mm. Massive. And <laughs> if it doesn't work, that's it. Fucking game over. Yeah. Back to the city I go. But, it's um, nice to see you have a game plan. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's mental. If it works, I've done everything else and I'm s- fucking done nothing in my life. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad you like the Ernie P and people do like the Ernie P. It means a lot. It's Wait till you hear the next one. Go and buy it. Fucking hell. Make my life better. Can we get a therapist for Joe, please? Honestly. <laughs> um, Peter Gabriel, father, son, it sums it up, mate. <laughs> but you, I said you're going to have um, Rasheen Dub by Finn Lizzy. Yeah, yeah, no, black, black rose for black those. Rose. One who, very uh, enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cheers, Are we anyone fear fans of Thin Lizzy? Well, eh, well yeah, not being funny, Baroness are, and they ripped them off, and that's shit. Oh! Oh! No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Gold? What's the new one called? Gold? Gold and grey. I wish gray. it was gold. It's fucking shite. Mate. No, come no. on. No. This is nonsense. No, no Chemist. Chemist is another band who like Finn Lizzy. Uh, Mastodon. The Mastodon main guy is now in Finn Lizzy. So they're loving it. They should be... Kirstie's Metal Hands. Earn. Do you know what I mean? The main band. Earn. That's the most <laughs> important one. I'm, I come on stage with an afro. It's fucking amazing. Well, mate. <laughs> uh, this, uh, it's, a, it's probably the most... Um, well, it's the longest song we've got on this playlist. Because yeah. I didn't want I didn't want to talk. Not That's, me. I thought we were going to play the whole song. Right, and then you were going to go. We'll play the whole song later. Yeah, 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 yeah we'll yeah. play it later. This song so, is so seven minutes and four seconds long. Yeah, it came out in 1979. It's on the Black Rose album. It's the only Thin Lizzy album that's got Scott Gorham and Gary Moore. Gary in. Moore, yeah. And Gary Moore's probably one of the greatest. Yeah, most un- it feels like he's really underrated within rock and metal because yeah. he, he moved on to blues. He was a great blues player. Scott Gorham, you know, it's just the melodies and whatnot. Just didn't just Scott Gorham watch you urinate against a car once? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't skip over that. Don't skip over caught, that. I got caught in a bit of dogging action. Um, <laughs> no wonder his wife was in the car. It's terrible. And I went to see Scott Gorham's in a band called Black Star Riders, and they kind of keep the Finlay thing going. They play a couple of Finlay tunes, and it was St. Patrick's Day, same day, same day as my niece's birth, and I thought, bin her off, go and watch Black Star Riders. <laughs> so, Alex, she, she's the one who ruined my life, and um, so I go to watch Black Star Riders, and as we go into the venue, there's a ma- I really need to piss, yeah. and there's a massive queue, and I thought, fuck, for fuck's sake. So I nip around the back, 
fucking going around the back of the, their forum and I take a long way and I was like, right, this is it. I'm there, I'm having a piss and I'm like, this God, you know what I mean? It's St. Patrick's Day, I'm humming all the classic tunes, mm. doing, the, doing the river dance up and down, got me knob out. <laughs> a scenario I, we're all familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, absolutely going mental. I'm having a piss and all of a sudden there's a car which was blacked out and it flashes. And I thought, fuck's sake, they up for a bit of dog in here. And I'm like, I'm sorry, do the old peace sign, a bit of Ringo. Yep, sorry about that. <laughs> Got me knob out. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And as I'm, I'm zipping it up, do you know what I mean? Getting the boy in. <laughs> Scott Gorham walks out. And I went, Scott, I've never met him in my life. Scott, he's like, how you doing? And he's like, hey, man. And I was like, how you doing? I went to shake his hand. He went, maybe not. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, I'm like, and... I was like, can we have a photo? I've got it on my phone. I went, can we have a photo? And he went, yeah. And as we took it, a gust of wind blew and it blew our hair everywhere. And I looked at him and I went, we look like a flock of seagulls. <laughs> and he went, right on, man. <laughs> and he walked into the venue because he was playing. And I was like, Scott Gorham's missus, she's sitting there. She's been impressed by what she's just seen. And he just went in, she fucked off. And I was like, I've just met Scott Gorham, called my mum. I was like, mum, you never guess what. Oh, obviously, she's not going to go, you got your knob out around the back. Scott Gorham's popped up. But yeah, I was fucking loving it. It was amazing. He's a good guitarist. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he knows. He bloody I knows. I feel like I'm dreaming. <laughs> like, I don't no, feel like I'm here. I think all. his wife did. I feel like I'm dreaming. Look at that. Um, Where is it? So, um, can we uh, talk about your song? Yeah, yeah. should we talk about the song a little bit? <laughs> Do you like the song, Renfrey? Yeah, I think it's great. I, I'm, I, I like... There's a very long Celtic uh, break, I'm going to call it, which, like, an instrumental Celtic break, which obviously is like my tree. Tree? Yeah. Don't know, that'll do. Um, which lasts, like, three minutes? Yeah. Is that, part, is that part of the reason why you thought it was party anthem? Well, I said to Steve earlier, why would it be a party anthem? Because there's so many different leads and different like, melodies going on throughout the song. If I was at a party, I would go to everyone, get a pint, get a beer, and every different... You have a sip or you have a, you know, a chug. And it'd be a great fucking choice. But if I was at a party in Ireland, they'd be lapping it up. That's oh, the yeah, bit they wait for. We're not an island. Well. But. Yeah. <laughs> Where all, are we? It's all, I get it. It's all like, it's kind of, so they wrote it. So Phil Linnett and Scott Gorham arranged it rather than wrote it. Yeah. Is that right? Because it's all yeah, kind of traditional and Irish think, folk um, songs. Yeah, a lot of it. And then, you know, they kind of modernised it by the end by mentioning George Best. And mm. Van Morrison, who's the worst person I've ever seen live, worse than Baroness. And um, yeah, it was, they, they kind of, in the middle part, Gary Moore, who's like a genius. So Gary Moore was Northern Irish and Phil, Phil Lunnett was um, like from the Republic. So it's quite yeah. a weird divide. And then in the middle section, basically Gary Moore's like, leave it to me, lads. Go and write a load of shit. I'll come in, bish bosh bash, I'll get out. And everyone goes, that's the best song Phil Lizzie ever wrote. And it is. <laughs> and that is all he did. He just... Came in there. This song means it, it is actually the title track, isn't it? Doesn't it yes, mean Black yeah, Rose? Yeah, and I'm performing want, the whole of it in Wales soon. Do you want a fun uh, Renfrey fact? No. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we're getting, we're getting one anyway, aren't we? So yeah. yeah. First song I ever wrote was called Black Rose, <laughs> and, and, and I bet it, it was <laughs> it was about it was about a lady who broke my heart. Yeah, knew that. And it's still. still was the name Rose? Business. No. Uh, her name was. <laughs> what was her name? There's <laughs> <laughs> definitely a follow-up question. Can you can you give us some of the matter. lyrics? Do you remember the lyrics? Everyone remembers the lyrics of the. I don't really remember the lyrics. That's nonsense. 
Okay, look, maybe for the second birthday I'll do a rendition of it. That's not happening. <laughs> How long ago was this? I was 15, so oh, uh, 19 oh, years ago. Oh, God. Oh, God. If I could hear one song in the world. It was fucking awful. Yeah. It was dreadful. That surprised Literally me. The first song I ever wrote. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So what did she well, do? To, what did she do to you? Would it, well, she just wouldn't go out with me. <laughs> Renfrey yes. has got 400 songs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was 15. No, no. Now, in the long run, do you think she was right with this? Or do you think... Uh, She's in Australia now. She's oh. a doctor. Hey, oh. Becky, if you're listening oh. to this. What the fuck? Uh, oh. No, no, no. I'm not trying to reconcile anything, okay? It's cool. We're friends. It's all good. Um, I don't know. Was it that? Yeah, uh, I, I'm cool with it now. Like, I've got over it. You don't Mate. sound very... You don't sound like you are. No, no, no. I'm just mentioning it because the, the song's called Black Rose, and that was no. the name of the song. I, so at the time, I thought I was being really clever because I was like, oh, Black Sabbath, Guns N' Roses. Oh. <laughs> Genius. Um, and at the time, I was like, yeah, I've got it going on. And then I, I, I actually did play it to my bandmates and they're like, it's very repetitive and boring and shit. And, and I was very upset because it me meant a lot to me. I think I cried. Did you? Oh. It's something I'm going to do in a minute. I mean, um, after the reaction that I've got she here. must have liked you to fuck off to Australia <laughs> <laughs> she got right out of there <laughs> Ramsey Street here I come <laughs> Black Rose following her down the fucking <laughs> Ooh. I mean I'm really sorry about this you've, mate you've got one of the lyrics right yeah, there yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, it's the Black Rose there <laughs> That's I, not how it goes. I, I like the fact that I'm having a really shit time and then I can just take, you know, <laughs> someone else having a really bad time. <laughs> but anyway, that has fuck all to do with the Thin Lizzy song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. um, Thief. Yeah. <laughs> what, do I have to go into some... Listen to Black Rose by yeah. Thin Lizzy, the whole album. Yeah, it's a good album. It's a fucking fantastic right, right, album. Yeah, and that's, yeah. as I was touching on Baroness and Your Chemist and mm. all these other bands really in, getting influenced by it. And then some years ago, like... I was always like one of them Finlissy guys, oh, Live and Dangerous and fucking Jailbreak. And then a, f a friend of mine was like, listen to this album. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that, mate. And he was just like, trust me, Baroness are ripping it off. And I was like, I'm like yeah, big give it here, give it here. And then it's ridiculous how much bands are taking that album, not the rest, it's that album. And it's, it's fucking inc it's incredible because you've got a guy who's off his nut in Phil and halfway through the album, the producer was just like, you, his vocals change because he's getting deeper and deeper within to the drugs. And then like, it, you do notice it when you listen near the end. And this guy, he, he like wrote songs about his daughter and how much he loved her. And it's, it's such a shame what happened to this guy. And it makes me think how massive would he have been? And I said to Renfrey earlier. Phil Linnett is one of the, he's just got this amazing voice. You listen to Live and Dangerous. He's got an amazing presence. He's just, he's fucking brilliant. And he's one of the great lyricists, which is why yeah. I always, in Jailbreak, you mentioned Jailbreak. Yeah. I was always like, he's such a great lyricist. So I don't know why tonight there's going to be a Jailbreak yeah. somewhere in this town. Well, the jail, surely. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, They're breaking out of the jail in the bakery. No, they... they <laughs> apart from that, he's very good. 
Yeah. And it's, it's weird, like, his, his mother recently died and she was a massive part of keeping that whole Thin Lizzy thing yeah. alive. And there's a song, I think, on the very first album, it's about him not being here, and it's like, if you see my mother, please tell her that I'll be okay. And it's just like, fuck. And it's so simple, and anyone in the world could write that, but where he has this, this charm, and what that lady had to go through, if you've never read or <coughs> anything, read what that lady had to go to. She had a, you know a black son and then she gave birth to him in a church over here when they realised they tried to kidnap the son and she had to kidnap him back and take him to Ireland just so he would have a life and to earn money she moved back to England so she could send money and she didn't grow up with him for he, she was only like 18 and when you read what this, this lady had to go through who recently passed away it's amazing and it's, it's so upsetting about how bad some people are to kidnap a baby from people, and it's this incredible, and this is me trying to make it miserable for you tonight. Um, <laughs> but listen to Finn Lizzy, because they had one band that really deserved, and when you get James Hetfield going, he, I mean, he's in a band with Lars Ulrich, so it's kind of hard to tell. But when he goes, <laughs> Phil Lennart is like, my God. And so many bands that like you read through go, Phil Lennart, fucking Axl Rose, again, he's a bit dodgy, but you go, fucking hell, these guys have done something, and they all go, Phil Lennart, this guy who was up against it, one of five black guys in Dublin, I would never know how hard that is. But this guy did, and he made a success of it. And it's such a shame that he never saw what he means to people today. And I really wish he did, because yeah. I think he would have changed so much. And mate, as well, as well, I'll tell you, um, Alan McGee and Bobby Gillespie met because they went, so that's Bobby Gillespie from Primal Scream, and Alan McGee started Creation Records. Mm -hmm. Like, you wouldn't necessarily think they would be into, you was talking about Hetfield yeah, and yeah. Axl Rose. They went to see Thin Lizzy in yeah. Glasgow. That's how they sort of, they met yeah. those two and the sort of careers that they've gone to have, like yeah. from a completely different type of music. There's probably so many people yeah. that we're completely, uh, Cliff Burton, for me, the most kind of iconic, I wouldn't say he's the best bass player of all time, his favourite bands like Finn yeah. Lizzy and yeah, he's idolising them. And when someone's that good, you kind of think, right, okay, if he's seen something, what should I see? And then you see a guy with charm, with wit, with an actual skill and with passion. And you know what I mean? That's something you can really look up to, I think. And yeah. um, again. Scott Gorham saw that and then 40 years later he watched you having a piss against the wall. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway. Submission. <laughs> anyway, um, lovely to have you on, mate. Thanks yeah, for can thank I, you, Can Jack. I take a picture? Yeah, of course. You want a picture? No. I'm going to take a picture and send it to my mum and when I just headlined. Do what, you don't want. What, what do you want? Well, no, he doesn't want us. Yeah, no. Give up for Joe, everyone. I, I'm just going to send it to yeah. Brenda, me mum, and go. I've just done a stand-up comedy gig, <laughs> yeah. and she's going to go. And we knew he was going to make it. Um, do you know what I mean? We'll have an intermission now whilst we take this picture. Um, but uh, yeah, like. What are we having? Like well, we are. Minutes? Yeah, we're having. A, yeah, we're going to have like a 15-minute break now. Um, so uh, go and get a drink, have a little chat. Sorry. Eat some cake. Eat some yeah, cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have some yeah, cake. Have some I cake. think we'll, we'll start on the cake now, innit? And um, we'll have like 15 minutes. What time is it, Renfrew? Yeah. Let's, let's reconvene at about half past eight, ladies and gentlemen. Half past That'd eight. be nice. 22. And we'll be back. Give it up for all the guests that you saw in the first half. Thank you. <laughs> hey, guys. Hello. Guess who's back? Huh? Hiya. But yes, that is what I was referencing, yes. Um... 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half of Riot Act's first birthday extravaganza! <laughs> did you um, did you have a nice break? Yeah. No. no? One person. What what, what happened in the, the break? In the break? Which, let's let's troubleshoot this break. Yeah. What was the issue What's with the break? What's the issue? You're oh, talking yes, to me. Talking to Renfrey, that will ruin your break. Yes. Um, uh, mate, how, are you, uh, how was your break? It was good. Yeah. I got to uh, skip the queue because I am a VIP <laughs> for the toilet. It's and like that... being at Arctangent, isn't it, Renfrey? <laughs> Just like that. Just like Where that. Where you are king. It Where was the you best. you go for a poo, everyone, all the bands stop playing, don't they? Yeah. And they put their instruments down and everyone bows their head. Yeah. Until the Remfrey, King Remfrey of Arctangents, <laughs> fecal matter hath passed, and then the post-rock doth continue. Yeah. Sometimes it takes me as long as a post-rock song to have a poo <laughs> as well. So, with, as many odd, with as many odd time signatures. Um, Fucking hell. Whatever that means. Who, who could possibly know? Um... Uh, we can. Has anyone got any more questions? We just do a real, real quick question and answer session for the start of this. If anyone's got one, can't get my beer. Harris. If you could delete one dinosaur band from history, who would it be? And put one brilliant UK up-and-coming artist in their place. Oh, fuck. Okay. So the question, because I think for people at home, uh, if you could delete one dinosaur band from history, and uh, replace them with an upcoming UK band, who would it be? Um, Harris, I'm going to ask you to define dinosaur band here. <laughs> hey, someone said T-Rex. Very good, very good. T-Rex replaced with dinosaur pile-up. Ah, ah. Oh, God. Um, they're fine, they're fine. They're fucking great. They're fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. <laughs> so um, I would probably get rid of oh fuck um, oh Motley Crue uh, do you know what yeah. Motley Crue I, honest All to day. god honest to god Motley Crue was going to be mine if as you well got, if you got rid of Motley Crue you'd get rid of all those other fucking rubbish useless crap hair metal bands I reckon because I love Van, I've said a million times, I love Van Halen, and, and then Motley Crue came along, right, they, they can't write songs, they're just frilly pants and twats, aren't they? And I would replace them with, um, I'm not going to pick anyone who's in the room, and that's out of respect for the people in the room, because I like you that too much. Um, and I want you to work hard and feel like you deserve what you've got. Black Peaks. That's very good. Can I have Motley Crue as well, or will you be disappointed with that answer, Harris? I'm not allowed to Motley Crue. Because it's the correct answer. Hey, 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 All right, mate. All right. Don't be slagging off Guns and Roses in front of anyone. Yeah, that's serious shit. I'm going to go for the second-rate Motley Crue, Poison. In that case, it's a good pick. I'd like to see Poison replaced with Full of Hell. Yeah! 
I'd like some like seriously extreme music just to be like headlining yeah. a, a, a like a rambling man little... fair or yeah. something like that. The thing about Poison is all they do now is like special glam metal, hair metal, like barbecue festivals in sort of buttfuck nowhere USA. So you'd suddenly have Full of Hell turning up, like playing with rat and stuff. That would be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like um, that. Any more questions? Doesn't there is any? Oh, no, there is. Uh, you've, you've asked one about Tool. You, you're drunk. Um, you're, <laughs> yeah, I know it's not going to be about Tool. I'm just saying... Okay, well... Okay, well, you, the fact that you kept me guessing... And you don't even know what your own question is. That <laughs> <laughs> means you're not getting to ask it. This gentleman behind you, quickly. He put his hand up first. Yes, young man. None of your business. It is. It's fucked up every year. Um, oh wait, um, we're not divulging what our favourite album of the year is so far. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I'm, I don't mean to be a prick about it but like we kind of want to keep that secret well you're being a real prick about it wow (laughs) what a prick well because otherwise 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 the album of the year show won't be exciting because you know it's really annoying when you reveal it really early on and everyone knows what it fucking is all right one more question yes your hand shot very quickly your man with a mohawk (laughs) (laughs) they're they're usually very poor aren't they those tracks Um, mine is probably without wanting to carry on about them because we spoke about quite a lot probably Eulogy by Tool that's a good one Uh, you know you said it before 43% burnt yeah ah fucking hell yeah Um, I I mean you said it already but Master of Puppets kind of gets me Like that is. <laughs> All right, if it's if it's Pearl Jam, I'll go with Animal on Versus. Oh yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, we're gonna crack on with the um, with the uh, the playlist, which is the point of this show. Yeah. B- believe by, it or not. By the way, um, I'm gonna kick off this half with Renfrey's pick. Hello. Um, now, Renfrey, in the first half, you were quite derogatory and um, quite snidey about some of the picks we had because they weren't what you deemed to be party songs. So, Renfrey, <laughs> you have picked Big Things Remarkable by And So I Watch You From Afar. Yeah. Of course he did. Of course. He yeah. picked the instrumental post-rock song, even though... It's a bloody fucking party you still picked. I don't believe it. I can't. And I do. I do believe it. I knew it. I did it for this reaction. Yeah. And this reaction alone. Slag it off in two. Um, Justify yourself. Tell me you've listened to it. I have listened to it. It's jaunty. It's fun. It is the the happiest song ever recorded it is so it fucking is it is so it sounds like um sonic the hedgehog has eaten a bunch of smarties fuck it and some speed and and it's just jamming with tails and amy is that is sonic's girlfriend dr robotnik and dr robotnik it is fucking off the scale it is off the scale happy isn't it it is fucking happy it is happy 
Uh, you call it fucking is. Don't you start this with me, Tess. It fucking is. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's happy. It's, it's fucking happy. It would clear a fucking wedding dance floor in about four seconds. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can't dance to it. It's a post-rock song. But you need two left feet to dance to it. But it is so joyous. It's really joyous. It is the, it's, it's, the, I'm, it's the happiest song I've ever heard. Mm. Mm. Name a happier song. A happier song? Father's Son by Peter Gabriel, says Joe. For, um, happy by Pharrell Williams? Well, actually, that makes me really miserable. I, th- I think Big Things Do Remarkable is far happier than Happy by Pharrell Williams. Anything by Cardi B. Anything by Cardi B. That's the 12-year-old talking I'll tell you there. what. Summer on the Underground by A. I was expect- Do you know what? This is how, this is how time just doesn't pass. Because I thought when I said Summer on the Underground by A, everyone would go, yeah, A, we fucking love A. And nobody, there's this one guy, one old man. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like looking in the mirror. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> but with, is, you've got hair as well. So it's like it is at- the most joyous thing ever put to tape. It's really good. Like, to be fair, I actually like the, I like the song. It's pretty funny that you picked um, uh, a post-rock song. Again, I did it to annoy you, yeah, but, you know. Oh, it doesn't annoy me, uh, you know. Uh, you looked pretty annoyed about two minutes ago. Yeah, it's funny. Like, that's not me being that annoyed, to be honest. <laughs> and, um, but it is good. Like, it's a good song. I mean, I don't really know what to say about it. It's a jaunty, happy, but quite difficult, odd little song. It's hard to dance to, but hey, I don't like dancing. So that's yeah. why it's my perfect so party anthem. Let, let's ruin the party for everyone else. Yes. Um, uh, so, 15th of March 2013, this came out. It's on their third album. Yep. Is that the best? Is that the happy one? I don't. It I kind, do yeah, like it's kind of the most. It's the album where they kind of took loads of. Ha- well, I'm that's. So they took loads of happy pills, and I should probably not say that because I don't think that's true. But it sounds like they did, and then they recorded it, and it, it's actually my least favorite. And so I watch you from afar album. But this song is bona fide party. Classic. It's not a classic. Anthem. Which <laughs> should be a classic. Yeah. Because I think oh. I think people would go off the fucking chain if they Oh, yeah. This. It'd be like... Um, yeah, it'd be mad when it'd be like I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston, isn't it? It's, <laughs> like, like, it's like the post-rock version of that. Sure. I mean, sure. that sounds great. That yeah. sounds... It's so... It's so happy. It's, it's so major key. Yeah, it's Still good. Yeah. I mean, it's not post-rock. It is post-rock. It's not post-rock. I mean, it's post-rock. It's not post-rock. It's not even instrumental. No, there's a little bit of vocals. There's a little bit of vocals, and they talk about the sun shining in their eyes. Nothing about sleeping with 14-year-olds or anything like that. Like this, that's not. Um, And the 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 lyrics. (laughs) How is sun spelt? Um, That's going to be the episode title. How is sun spelt? The lyrics are utterly nonsensical, but that's exactly what you want from a party anthem. You don't want to be thinking during a party, like ever. I'm not thinking right now, clearly. (laughs) Uh, And I'm having a great time. All right. Well, yeah, mate, to be fair, I like the song. Mate, it's going to come on and everyone here is going to be like, holy fuck, this is the happiest thing I've ever heard in my life. I swear. Well. (laughs) Vote of confidence in the room there. Hedge your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's get our Fair first right. guest of the half, or the second half, and kick it off in... Now, this, this 
this is a proper party anthem we're going to be talking about. But ladies and gentlemen, give a very big round of applause from the band Ithaca. Is Miss Jamila Aziz! <laughs> fucking hell, double parked as well. There she is. Two beers. Oh, two pints, Jamila. Hello. Hi. I don't know why I bring both my beers up here, but I had two of them. Do you want me so. to, to hold one for you? <laughs> if you want to. Don't give it to me. <laughs> Let's not go too panto. They, they, <laughs> they were gifts. Do you want to put your beard down? I feel like you're, you look... Redbreed's got a really long I'm, straw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put one of them down here. Okay, okay. So um, someone can take uh, someone can take Jimmy's beer, I'm sure. No, someone can't take it. No, not take it. I mean, just, just, okay. just for right. the moment, just whilst you're on today. You can have one, that's fine. Uh, Jimmy, how are you? You okay? Yeah, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm very well. It's yeah, nice good. to see you. It was nice. It's nice to see you too. Thank you very much. Um, didn't, say, didn't say it was nice to see me. It's always nice to see you, Remsby. Yeah. It's always nice to see you. That's right. Uh, how's Not always nice to see Steve, though. How's, the, how's the, the, the sort of... We spoke to you, I think, maybe a week or so after your album came out, which yeah. is a great record. Was it? FYI. Yeah. It's a, well, it was... Thank it was you. probably like... I, I think it was three about, weeks, about a month. I think it was about a month. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah it, it was quite. Soon. It was, it was quite soon. Yeah. yeah, but it was before you guys did the show that you did with Svalbard uh -huh. uh, and did that tour. How's it all been going? I feel like you guys have had um, a like a pretty rapid rise. Is that? Yeah, I think fair? so. Yeah, I think it's been very well received. Is what I I think. I don't know. People done a cheer, so well, yeah. I, feel, I, mean, I, feel, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like yeah, maybe Seems yeah. Like it. it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like a rapid rise to me because of kind of we spent no, quite sure. a long time on it, but um, <laughs> like five fucking years, man. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. And everyone's been super kind about it. Everyone's been. I don't know. We uh, we continue to be bafflingly philosophical about the whole situation, and we're. Still surprised that people like it, but people do say so that's cool. Yeah, it's good. It is good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It is, it is good. It is good. And um, that was that episode when you came on before. So yeah. presumably you listened to the episode we did, obviously with Serena from Svalbard as well. Did people listen to that? Woo! Where we talked about all manner of things. Um, that got a really <laughs> good. That got a really good, like, it, that genuinely got a really good response. And mm -hmm. I think, like, Until we cool. posted it to the Metal Hammer page, it did. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Are those I mean, people still giving you shit? Yeah, I think um, the, the lesson learned from all of this is that men are not okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I, th I thought they were okay for a while. And then uh, we, did, we did the whole Metal Hammer thing. Um, Obvi well, obviously, you did the whole Metal did, Hammer yeah. thing. You did that. I'm that's, sorry. I'm that's <laughs> fucking... That's on you. Um, so, so, yeah. I was trying sake. to be um, nice. I was trying to be... Oh, I was yeah. trying to just... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not you, your fight, man. You try to you try be a fucking ally. Um, and then... So, you did that. And then we, we did the thing, obviously. I don't know. Um, this is maybe, why I don't stick up for women. Well, no, Because you just get, you just get yeah. shit if yeah. you do. Stay, stay away. Um, we obviously, some of you might have read uh, the responses that me and Serena wrote, but um, yeah, we did that thing. And then it was, um, 
I don't know. Yeah, unless unless you read it, it's really difficult to describe to describe well, just how uh, depressing <laughs> it was. Really, and then we did the show. It was show surreal to be like in like for me. It mm-hmm. was so surreal to just get these messages of people who were just just unbearable fucking total arseholes. I was like, yeah. was and we have some of them with us tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what? Do you know what? I without like I would happily just have a fight with those people. Yeah. yeah. I would. I just was like, I was like, let's meet up and let's have a fight. Yeah. Like, fuck it, because you're a prick and you need to be your face to be smashed. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is when Greg Pichato walks around the corner and thought I was one of those yeah, people. Like that. <laughs> not you, not you. The other, the old crinkly ones. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like what a lot of people didn't expect was that um, Serena is obviously a lovely person. And she's so yeah. nice and she's yeah. so kind and she's such a bastion of feminism and human rights. And yeah, I, she's amazing. But the, the, problem, the problem is, is that I'm a piece of shit. So, <laughs> like... People really weren't expecting that. And like, obviously we did the response piece where we were like, we're going to break down all of the reasons that you're wrong and, you know, try and be really kind of uh, partisan and, you know, try and be really reasonable with it. But then when people were kind of replying to it online and stuff and we were getting all these horrible comments where people were like, oh, fuck you, Uh, you know, women are garbage and women can't play music and you're just saying this because blur tits and... I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come to your house and rape you, and this kind of stuff. And all this, all this kind of yeah. We thank uh, yeah, you, Sam. Yeah. yeah, we had a bunch of Nazis come after us because I'm Algerian and Sam, who is in my band, who's there, um, is Asian. Um, and we had a bunch of like white pride people come after us and stuff, who told us that they were gonna, who told us they were gonna come after us and like rape me and like do all this stuff. And I was really like. Go on then. (laughs) (laughs) And they were suddenly like, really? Like, fuck. But stop it. Uh, Regroup. Like, so yeah, it was like a really, it was a really bizarre, yeah, it was a bizarre experience. Yeah, it was was just an awful, bizarre thing. And it's really not what we should be talking about when we consider, like, how fucking great a party track you've picked. Um, the happiest song ever, maybe not. Certainly one of the most aggro songs ever. You have picked Rolling by Limp Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, whoa, whoa, whoa. Which version? Are we getting shouts? Are, we... are you talking about air raid vehicle? Because <laughs> I, oh, urban assault vehicle. I, um, so I didn't specify. And I, it's I, at their discretion. I did put me. Air Raid Vehicle on the playlist. Okay. I hope that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we know this song. Um, obviously, I've never one heard or, it. One or two of you <laughs> may have heard it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, a number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's no Black Rose, is it? Oh, no. no. Um, it's no Gold Cobra, I'll give you that. I think, the, I think lyrically, it's about the same standard as uh, Black Rose, <laughs> to be honest. She went to Australia and she left me all heartbroken. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker! (laughs) Wow. Um, (laughs) That that hurt me. Right? And I'm not. And I'm, yeah. Um, So obviously, a number one single in the year 2000, back when that sort of shit actually mattered. Um, (laughs) Taking. I remember getting Chocolate Starfish because, again, this was not. um, I don't think this is the first single. 
And in fact, I say again, this is for something that's coming up later on, uh, so I don't know why I said again. Mm. I'll say again later on when it is the actual second single rather what, than the first. Wasn't it Take a Look Around? Take a Look Around. Take a Look Around. That was on the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack. Yes. Yeah, and, and I remember listening to Chocolate Starfish and Rolling, that sounds really weird to say now, but Rolling didn't actually jump out at me originally, initially, as a hit single. Wow. There was a wow in the crowd there. <laughs> but wow. That, that says more about that album than it does about Rolling, I reckon, because you could have picked like pretty much anything from that record. Do you want another mm -hmm. Renfrey fact? Yeah, go on, Renfrey. Okay. Oh, fuck. I can't believe the room's gone silent for this. I have ne never listened to Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water in full. Boo! Never have. Boo! Boo! Never have. I've, I've heard. I've, I've trade off. <laughs> no! I, I, like, I'm pretty sure I've heard the whole thing, but I've never sat down and listened to it from start to finish. Are you scared? Are you scared of it? Because it, well, it, doesn't, it doesn't have enough well, Wiggly does, Diddlies in it. He does curse a lot, and I'm not very keen on curse okay, words. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I can see that. No, I don't know. I just, I mean, Limp Bizkit ain't my jam much. Um, <laughs> that's, how, that's how the Limp Bizkit boys say it, right? right. Um, but I totally understand why this... All right, guys, settle down. Fucking hell. Um, Mate, you're fucking cussing Limp Bizkit. It's gonna be like full on riot. I'm I'm offended. Look, right, look. I'm <laughs> I think <What>? Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it sounds quite brutal to be honest. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, look, this is obviously a party classic. I totally get it, uh, and, and I knew it was kind of in in inevitable. Weren't that the assignment? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, yeah. To, to be honest... You got the memo. This is the thing. I would say, whilst, whilst I wouldn't call myself a Limp Bizkit fan, I will say in terms of the assignment and in terms of, you know, what we asked of you, I mm. think you have fulfilled the criteria wonderfully. Thank so you. fair enough. Thank you. So uh, why Rolling in particular? Yeah, why Rolling? Okay, so um, when tasked to pick your ultimate party anthem... Um, my mind went to a few different places. Can I say, because you did change your choice, can I say your original choice? Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you, oh, you what my original uh, train of thought was. Mm. Um, so originally I wanted to pick Word Up by Korn, because... The second best, third, third best version of that song. Yeah. <laughs> third best, I mean, maybe, but also one of the best covers of all time, in my opinion. Well, the gun covers the best version of it, and I just think... It is. 40-year-old um, man speaks. <laughs> <laughs> In my day, we had the gun yeah. cover. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't end up going with that because I was aware that um, I couldn't pick that for reasons that we made obvious. Someone else has picked Some, corn. Someone else picked a fucking, <laughs> someone else picked a fucking corn song. Anyway, uh, so I didn't go with that. Um, I was adamant that I still wanted to do a cover because, in my opinion, like... Covers like that are the ultimate party anthems, right? So then I went to Faith by Limp Bizkit. And then, so I was like, yeah, this is a fucking banger. And then I listened back to it and was like, it's a bit sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Takes a while to get going as well. Yeah, though, yeah, exactly. Oh, wish it would be nice. It'd be nice if you stopped it. And so I... <laughs> so I said to Renfrey, I was like, oh, Faith by Limp Bizkit. And he was like, okay. And then it almost... Six minutes later, I was like, I've changed my mind. Yeah. Um, so then I went to 
uh, Margate by Chaz and Dave. <laughs> For reasons that I don't need to explain, because loads, <laughs> loads of you cheered, and Chaz and Dave are fucking sick. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then I remembered where we are, and I was like... Some of our other guests haven't remembered where we are, so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> you! You haven't remembered where we are. Yeah. So then I thought about all of my requirements for an ultimate party banger. Uh, firstly, that everyone knows the lyrics. Secondly, that it's got a fucking huge chorus. And thirdly, that it's got its own dance. Oh, yes. Yeah! And also, I grew up drinking, like, Turbo Shandies and Lambrinis, going to punk in Soho, and, like, nassin at the borderline. So... Yeah, this is like 100% my ultimate party anthem. It's a fucking tune. Like, there's no getting away from it. I can't it. argue with it. I can't Agreed. argue with it. And I, if any of you can look me in the eye and honestly tell me you haven't done the dance. Yeah. You lie, you are lying to my face. Everybody, everybody has done it. Yeah. You might be wearing a fucking... Neurosis T-shirt. Yeah. You might be like, going, yeah, my, my favourite album, Spirit of Eden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Midnight, rolling, rolling, rolling. Every one of you, definitely. I want every single one of you to like look me in the eye whilst you do the dance later, but not obviously not all at once. Oh, we will all <laughs> be fucking weird. We're all. But one at a time, look me in the eye whilst you uh, breathe in and breathe out. Hands as up and hands down. As soon as we finish. That playlist is going on, and now everybody knows Rollins on. You're going to see people getting a bit shifty towards the end of your song. <laughs> They're like, "Oh fuck, Rollins coming on." They're going, "Nah, nah, no, not no. me, not me in my Gajira t-shirt." Rollins, like, all right, partner, gotta keep on. And they'll go, "Rollins, I'll keep rolling, roll that." Hundred percent. You're all going to do it, even you. Yeah, no, I will. Renfrey, Ren. <laughs> But Rolling is a very, compared to Big Things Do Remarkable, it's yeah. a very sad song, I would say. If you don't, if you don't dance with me later, M3, I'm going to yeah. be fucking gutted. Oh, dance with me. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, very sad. Um, so, yeah. So, well done on Being the obvious. album. Uh, well thank done you. Yeah, thank you. Oh, well done. My album or Limp Bizkit's album? Because I'm confused. No, yours. Oh, thanks. But I, I prefer, also I well done prefer on your album to Limp Bizkit's album. Yay! That's like, that's like wildly record. incorrect. Well, but how I really about appreciate that? Appreciate like, that. No, it's fine. Fifty percent of right act prefer your uh, album <laughs> to Limbiscuit. <laughs> you, you heard it here first. <laughs> Take that whole type PR. I'll write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Give it up for Jamir, everyone. <laughs> for excellent Thank you. Um, signature Broom Tap Room, who have put us on today. This is a lovely venue. Is yeah, it not, right? It's a fucking great venue. And if you are in a band, and there are a few people here who are in a band, this would be a cool as fuck place to come and play, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? yeah. If people are like... I'd like you to cheer a little bit louder than that, to be <laughs> honest. Um, it gives this space. It's very good of them. And um, th this would put on some... This would be a wicked place to put gigs on. Yeah. All right, now... Look, we like this next guest, but I think this is going to be... If there is an aggro part of the show, this is it. Ladies and gentlemen, for now, be nice and give a nice warm welcome from Haggard Cat, Mr. Matt Reynolds. For now, for now... That was quite nice. Hello, Matthew. How you doing, Matt? 
Yeah, I'm really good. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, talking good. To the, talking to the mic. There is. No, you need Scared to be a bit closer, closer than that. I can't be as relaxed as that. That was... No, that's fine. I think that's probably fine. Matt. Um, as long as they can't hear me, yeah? Is there anything you... Is okay. there anything you'd like to say to the Dead Kennedys tour manager? <laughs> uh, you're on good the show? old, good old Jerry from the Dead Kennedys tour management team. Uh, I'd like to tell him to uh, get lost. <laughs> wow, what are you not? Big strong words, right? Bum <laughs> oh, oh, off, nice. pooey head. Oh, you, you big old rotter. <laughs> we, yeah, <laughs> bore off. How was that? Should, it, should we, like, we can cut, we can cut this. Like, shall we talk about no, this? No, no, please do. Like, I want the world to know how much of an absolute... Okay, right, all right. Wicked man he is. So, <laughs> so <laughs> not wicked good, man. wicked like it was about 50 years or so You're ago, giving out the old bad. 19th century uh, insults here, aren't you, Matt? That's well, so I've had a gin, so now <laughs> it's, it sends me back 30 years at least. <laughs> I flew out to see the Haggard Cat Boys uh, <laughs> in the Czech Republic, and there was this, the, yeah, the Dead Kennedys tour manager was, um, well, there's no other word for it, a cunt. And um, he, is, he is a despicable human being. Um, and basically, he, so your, your job as a tour manager is to be the first person there and the last person out, basically. And he would come, he would come to the venue with the Dead Kennedys, and they'd come like 15 minutes before they were due on stage. Um, and as a result of this, there was one night, the night before I got there. Do you want to take over the story? Okay, so uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people here from bands, right? That, like, I, I know a lot of you. <laughs> so they, um, the third night of the tour, the tour was going really well. The third night of the tour, they sent us on before doors actually happened without us knowing. <laughs> <laughs> the tour manager sent a, uh, like a, a last-minute like, uh, email update round to all of the staff working the the venue that night and said oh Haggard Cat are going on at 7.30 and we'd got there and they would be like oh they're going on at, everyone was asking us 8.30, 8.30, 8.30 and that's what we understood it to be um, and then as soon as Jerry arrived it suddenly became 7.30 and I was like oh, okay fair enough changes happen, changes happen that's fair enough we, we've only been here for uh, three days, we're not, we're not to say that this guy's leading anything astray um, we played the whole set um, to about three people, all of which were working behind the bar. And was like, <laughs> but there were also people starting to queue outside the door from about five minutes towards the end of our set. And we thought, God, they must really hate us. They're queuing for us to finish. <laughs> they're, queuing, they're queuing for the end of this. Um, and so, so that, that feels really weird. And, 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 and we, uh, if any of you don't know Haggard Cat, it's just me and Tom. Uh, so we played, we, it's just us looking at each other, giving each other the eyes and being like, this is strange. <laughs> <laughs> this is odd. We're, we're playing to a queue of people outside the door that are choosing not to come inside here. As it happens, um, I go to the merch desk after we played and um, people start bringing me tickets saying... 8 p.m. doors, when's the, when's the support band happening? It's on at 8 p.m. I was like, oh, we went on at 7.30. And then, then we realised, oh, he's chosen to send us on half an hour before that time when everyone's been told to get in. And, and the venue weren't letting people in because doors were at 8. It was so, so strange. Wow, what a cunt. <laughs> well, I, sh I should say up until that point, because that makes us sound really rubbish. And it made us feel really rubbish. But up until that point, we were getting encores like for the two nights before, and then be like, "Oh, play more songs. This band's amazing. Like this is well, well, 
yeah. in different languages that I didn't. I think they were saying amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what an absolute cunt. Yeah. What Speaking a rotter, of absolute cunts, Steve. let's get on to your, uh, your pick. Yeah. You picked Let okay. Me Entertain You by Robbie Williams. Yeah. Uh, nice. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, thanks. Live at Nebworth. The Nebworth right. version, the very important. The Nebworth version. <laughs> now, I made some notes about this. This <laughs> was taken from the live album Live at Nebworth, which was recorded over three nights, which is one more night than Oasis did, as that fucking prick used to tell everyone back in the noughties. Um, from the 1st to the 3rd of August, 2003, he played three nights at Nebworth. Mm -hmm. And then released the CD on the 27th of September in the same year. Got that out quick, didn't he? That <laughs> came out quick. Normally, if you record a live album, it's about a year later that it comes out. He got it about a month later. Money-grabbing, horrible, <laughs> snidey <laughs> little fat fuck that he is. Um, lazy. And you, you missed out late and lazy. And lazy and and uh, that record is the second fastest-selling live album in UK chart history. The fastest is Greatest Day Live by Take That, which has got a, also, also which he has got was a sting on. a little bit for Robbie, <laughs> hasn't it? Um, so, Matt, please explain to me why you did this to me. Um, I'm going to say it was 90% motivated by that intro that I knew I'd get, <laughs> and 10% motivated by kind of getting a bit excited hearing Let Me Entertain You. You know, you know it's, um, it's, uh, it's an entertaining song. Given it's very, uh, well, it very tells title. you it is. To it be, says, do you not me. think it's an entertaining song? It says, song. "Let me entertain you," and I normally and go, are you ready no, to I'm let all him? right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> go on. To man. be honest, <laughs> no. So go on, here this we go. live version's actually pretty good. Thank you. Very <laughs> it's actually quite good. <laughs> there is a point. There's a point in the middle where Robbie Williams address the, addresses the crowd. He's like, welcome to the greatest show on earth. Well, that's the, that's, that's the reason. That's mm. why it has to be the Nebworth version. It's, it's, yeah. it's about a minute in. He goes, this is the greatest show on earth that you will ever see. I, yeah. I believe there are oh, words yeah. of that. <laughs> what, Fuck off. What are your <laughs> thoughts on that, Steve? <laughs> well, two weeks ago, I saw Ramstein at Milton Keynes Bowl. At uh, Milton Keynes Stadium. But were you at Nebworth? Well, for Robbie. I've been to Nebworth. But were you there for Robbie? <laughs> well, no, I wasn't, but I think that's better to be at Nebworth while he's not there. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, well, I, I, I saw Dream Theater there. I'm sure that was great. It's better than Robbie Williams, <laughs> and that's fucking Dream Theater. Do you know what I like about this version? The horns. There's some great horns One on this One of which version. is mine. One of which is yours. Like hey. hey! Just got it a little bit. Sorry, I just but had the, the horns. I'm, I'm just here with you. So <laughs> but the, we spent a lot of time in a van together and it got very, very... Yeah, the only reason I'm on here is that he was in a, a van for 20 hours with us coming back from this show that he was talking about oh. with Dead Kennedys. Yeah, it was oh, I guess, do you want to come on my podcast for a bit? It still yeah. sounds better than Robbie Williams live at Neverworth, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was it's, a pretty horrendous journey, is, to be honest. There is nothing... Good about this. What about the I, horns? I like the horns. No, not the horns. He can't sing. He's a what about the backing vocals? annoying. Oh. The back, the back, even the backing singers sound bad, and they sound much better. But they're than going him. like, <laughs> let me. You know, and he like dresses up really in the video. It. I just see his stupid gurning face dressed up as a skeleton. And <laughs> uh, uh, Matt, oh, that's what. Let's let's not talk about the music video. This, we're, is, we're, this is a different version. This is a yeah, different I know. beat. Yeah, it's a different beat. But it's really this is this is very. You've done a very bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> you've done a really, you've done a really awful thing to me. 
Oh, but it's... I, I, I'm I out. Always, I always I think, think the dream gig is to be like his session guitarist on that show and just be like bopping around and then knowing like kids is coming up and I get to like do the, the Kylie number and like... It's so good. You'd only play three chords for the entire exactly. set. Exactly. jump around with a big old stupid smile on your face <laughs> the entire time. Just be like, that's... How many people did he play to for the entire thing? Was it 375,000 people, the most uh, yeah, people? It's quite a lot. Quite okay, a so lot. imagine, I mean, playing this, imagine being tonight. at a party of any yeah. size and then and another reason why I picked the Nedworth version, then hearing that crowd come over before any song starts. Like, I'm, like just the sound of that crowd. No, I found that depressing that that many people are that <laughs> stupid that they would pay actual money to go and watch... The worst one in town. I'd rather go watch <laughs> Howard Donald do his so. Yeah. Honestly, he's the worst. Jason wo Orange was the worst one. All right, Joe, chill out. You've had your bit. You've done your bit. You came out, yeah. You got your cock out in front of Scott Gorham. Whatever. Um, you were fantastic, by the way. You scared me. I, I, I daren't be up here right now. <laughs> I don't want drunk, him. Girl. I don't want that to become my thing. I didn't realise that there was going to be like a room full of people. Like, oh, this will this will be on your tombstone, man. Oh God, lover of Robbie, <laughs> lover, lover Renfrey, of Robbie Williams. Do you, what, how do you feel about Robbie Williams? Because I feel like there's a, a, a split in the room. I who, mean, likes Robin, who likes Robbie Williams here? Notice the loudest yeah. people. Like everyone else, be like, yeah, we don't like him. <laughs> who doesn't like Robbie Williams? <laughs> I don't deny it. Oh my fucking god! Someone just said that should I? Jamila just said Robbie Williams is better than Tall. If I, when I become prime minister, right? If I became prime minister in this country, the first thing I would do is bring back the death penalty for saying that, right? <laughs> what? The night? Yeah. The, Robbie Williams is sort of 90s, isn't he? Look at you bastards. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. This uh, is brilliant. No, it's not. Like, I don't want I don't yeah, want to I don't want to say any more words. I just want to watch. He has more what? More bangers than you. Robbie Williams got more bangers than you. Have you heard Steggle? Yeah. <laughs> I would it's actually argue that that is not true. Yes, fucking hell. Someone actually knows one of my old band songs. That's I, funny, isn't I, it? <laughs> That's great. I'm, I'm completely indifferent to Robbie Williams, to be totally oh, yeah. honest. Yeah, I, I don't love How him, I don't hate him. How could you ever be indifferent to, like... It's such, like, a binary thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just like, indifferent. Like, yes, well... Who is one of those person, and I mean, isn't either revolted or, B, just really enamoured by it? Like, it's... Uh, he's friends with Slash. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't so know. I just, I just have no opinion on Robbie Williams, really. Okay. I think this is a good version I of like a not Pol great Pol song. I like more than I like Robbie Williams. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch, man. Thank you. Um, not that I'm related Matt, to him in any way. Uh, what you've done is a terrible thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm glad. I'm really happy with it. <laughs> It was like, well, I'm glad like, you're glad. Well, I felt like um, you kind of trolled me by being like, oh, come on the podcast. And I was like, yeah, I'll come on the podcast. And then sat and then there's a room of about 100 people here. So I like, well, you feel like I could at least no, troll you and be like, well, you've got to listen we, to we this. Didn't, right, we didn't enough. tell any of our guests that this was like sold out or there'd be loads of people here. And there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of our guests have been like, what the fuck? What's 
going what on here? What are you doing to us, man? Yeah, like, sorry about There's that. There's no riffs here. We can't, like, hide behind <laughs> yeah. all the fucking noise that we make. It's like... I forgot. We're, we're, we're now bare. I've had a lot... I'm Thank God, metaphorically. <laughs> but. Well, mate, thanks for coming anyway. Um... <laughs> Cheers. Go back to the Czech Republic and <laughs> play to fucking Have a word. Ones, what you deserve. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Matt from Haggard Cat, Matt Reynolds. <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. Sit, look at Joe and Matt are having an actual slow dance uh, <laughs> over a shed. <laughs> All right, let's. Let's crack on. Let's erase that from what just happened. If you want, bringing our final guest of the evening on, ladies and gentlemen. We had Sammy earlier. We're uh, going to bookend this with an employed to serve special. Ladies and gentlemen, from employed to serve, Miss Justine Jones. Coming all the way from the back. Like Winston's <laughs> What are you playing? Oh, that works. What are you playing? She's playing Let Me Entertain You by Robbie Williams. How'd you do that? Like a fucking legend. Oh, what a shame that that didn't work. Justine, how are you? Let her get to the mic. I know, I'm saying, how are you? How's it going? Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Yeah? This is nice. How's it going? Um, I guess I'll just ask you the same questions. Album's good? Some might say it's brilliant. Yeah? I would be one of those people. I think Renfrew would be as well. It's fucking I, great. I don't think, feed this. I think, you don't want yeah, to feed this. I think most of the people here would probably agree and did agree earlier on that it's a great record. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. In terms of, shout this out, and bear in mind Justine is here and Sammy's at the back. A better heavy record that's come out this year. Anyone? Wow. Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Shut up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think... Who? <laughs> Robbie Williams and Billie Eilish are the shouts from two people. <laughs> Clearly, uh, A, drunk, B, don't know what they're talking about, and C, are the, the worst. Turns out uh, our audience know nothing <laughs> about music. Um, <laughs> yeah, just Yeah, uh, I mean, you've, you've done very, very well. Uh, you guys are great at um, with the Bring Me The Horizon show. Was that good? The Bring... Uh, what? The Bring Me Horizon. <laughs> We supported him at um, Victoria all Park, two. all points. Oh, two. we did, yeah. <laughs> We're on a different stage. I got confused. Yeah, like, um, yeah, it was sick, actually. Um, it was just quite nice to play uh, a public park. How was Glastonbury as well? Venue. It was nice. Uh, Glastonbury was really good, actually. Yeah. Like, um, it was way more metalheads than I thought. And um, we played opposite Denzel Curry, which I thought I'd never do. I'm a big fan of Denzel Ooh. Curry, so I was like, fuck yeah. Um, Who did you clash with at, at Glastonbury? I don't think we actually clashed with anyone. Didn't you? No, so yeah, like we like lucked out f- fully because like I was kind of like worried because we weren't playing the Gajira day, which is like more the heavy day, that we were just going to get a bunch of like, I don't know, just Billy Eilish fans going, oh, this is funny. <laughs> um, but no, like we, we got some Grebos. There's some Grebos at Glastonbury. I'm happy. Didn't you say, um, <laughs> didn't you say we're employed to serve fuck the killers? Yeah. Oh man, I hate <laughs> that band. Oh, every single, like, so I don't know how old you are, but I'm 27. So when I went to clubs at 18, every drunk lad would, like, go, I've been coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine, like, my whole life. So I just hate that band so much. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. You've picked, um, somebody picked corn. We already have established this. Justine picked corn. Hey! 
Um, got the life. So this song is the song that we put on in the Holy Raw office before we go out on a Friday night to a show because it's the fucking greatest intro ever. Like that drum bit like at the beginning is just the best. And also... I've got these lyrics prepared because I've had too many drinks. Is it rum diddy dum, rum diddy do? Yeah, I mean, I think that should be the title of your podcast. Dance with me, rum diddy do. Dance with me, rum diddy do, rum bum dee dum, dum dub dee do, me. So there we go. It's more like, it's like, rum diddy do, rum diddy do, rum diddy do, rum bum 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 I fucking love the I love the boin. I love the Jonathan. I love a Jonathan Davis boin. Boy, I love a Jonathan Davis boin. It's my so favourite thing about core. Have you ever? Th- you should chat it in like go 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 go. Force fed boin. No, that's his thing. Now I need to get my own thing. Girl, doesn't really work with me, does it? That work. Follow the leader is probably the album that turned corn into. Global superstar, mega rock stars, stars megastars. Yeah. Um, Renfrey, follow the leader. Where does it sit in the pantheon of corn albums? Do you know what? I think it's my favourite corn album. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I loved like the variety of it and the di- you know dynamics. First time we've used that word yeah. on uh, this show. Um, yeah, I, I fucking love that record. It's so like it's just so diverse and most corn records, with the greatest of respect have a couple of bangers on and then a lot of dross and i think the majority of follow the leader is great yeah me too so yeah it's i fucking really love good. that record it's a great follow the leader, justine where does it sit in the if you're going to top five it life is peachy is my favorite life is peachy is great mm. like everyone's on about the first album i like the first album but i feel like they had some kinks to work out so like, i think life is peachy i mean i mean like good god is like the best yeah like that's the like that riff like boom boom that's the sick. You riff. came into my life. And I, just like your name. I mean, tell me that doesn't make you want to kick. Get the fuck out of my face! No. That's what you need to do. JP, is that you? Eternal forward motion. <laughs> Get. Get Jonathan Davis in your band, Sammy. Kick her out. Oh, yeah. oh, imagine that, what I just did. It's good, wasn't it? Really good. <laughs> have you interviewed Johnny Davis? I have, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, a, yeah. La- he's a laugh. Yeah, uh, he actually is. is he? Yeah, <laughs> I suppose he is. He's all right. Um, yeah. he's do you know what? Man. He was in Russia the first time I interviewed him, and I had to call his hotel room, and it was like midnight, and it was after H.R. Giga died. Do you know H.R. Giga made the... Um, Sexy breastplate. <laughs> <made the laughs> <laughs> <laughs> he made the um, the fucking what's the it called the mic stand. The mic stand. <laughs> stand. The Jonathan Davis painted mic stand. H.R. Giga made that for him. And did Alien all that shit. And he did Alien <laughs> a bunch of, and yeah, yeah and um, Celtic Frost stuff as well. All right, and uh, <laughs> he. Um, so I was talking to him about that, and he was fucking like lovely. He just got back from a show. Yeah. And I spoke to him on the phone. I had to get through this, like about five times on some Russian, um, like dial in. You know, it's weird, isn't it, when you have to dial in and be like. I wouldn't know that because I did a face to face with Jonathan. Well, <laughs> just one. Just, just did one interview with him. Did you just one? 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I did two. I've done two face to face with him, and he was just really like at the end. At the end, when I went, uh, I I couldn't help myself because you hear that voice come on the other end of the phone, and he's like, "Oh yeah, here." You know, it's just, and I was like, "Fuck it, so Jonathan Davis." He sounds so obviously like he's Jonathan Davis, and I I was like. My God, that's the guy that I've been listening to for fucking years and years and years. Yeah. And then um, at the end, I just sort of had to go, no, I was 16. I just, I bought, like, I threw my jeans away and bought Adidas tracksuit bottoms. And he went, oh, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> 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 Whereas I would have gone, you fucking idiot. Uh, it, it, he's brilliant. I, really I told him, him to work harder and make more bangers on his albums rather than three or four good songs and then a load of throwaway shit. So he responded really well to that. I'm That's sure. why I've only interviewed him once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, got the light. Now, Freak on a Leash is the big single from yeah. this record. Why not Freak on a Leash, Justine? Because <coughs> it hasn't got <coughs> Dance With Me on it. <laughs> sorry, Dance. sorry, say that like, again. I, mean, I apologize. Like a party banger, if like, there's like a significant offer on, like, on the other side of the room, there's a song that says Come Dance With Me, Rum Dibbity Doo. Would you not just go that? Okay, freak on a leash. It does say "come dance with me," but in quite a creepy way. <laughs> so come dance with me. <laughs> I mean, Michael got away with this, so wow. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yes. I was going to say as well. Uh, got the light. I forgot what I was going to say. Now I've had two. I've had three. Come beers. dance with me. <laughs> I was going to say when I spoke to you about your your latest album before it came out. You were like, oh yeah, loads of new metal, loads of new metal, loads of new metal. You and Robbie both. Like, you spoke to Robbie Williams? No, not. There are other people called Robbie. Oh, Robbie other from Robbie's are available, right, right. and they're all better than that. They are. They're better. And um, so, I don't hear a lot of new metal in that new record. Is that somebody vetoed it? Have they? Yeah, you vetoed. <laughs> vetoed the new metal, did you, Sammy? Best new metal album. Renfrey. Oh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Renfrey, best new oh, man. I remember you when you were this opinion? small, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he also drinks a lot. He lied. <laughs> are we n are we not including Deftones in this? No, no you can have adrenaline. They're, they're, they're sort of honorary. Like I, I'd say they're sort of like the new metal that sort of broke away from that gracefully. So I think I would kind of allow like back to school Deftones. I was going to say around the first. Yeah, I was going to say around the first. But. Whoa! I'm All sorry, right. who's I'm on the stage? That. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, our system, new metal? First system of a down album. Fucking hell, guys. All right. I didn't realise we had the new metal. Mike policing. Patton did not take the blame. Mike Patton refuses to take the blame. Yeah, that's, for true. New metal. that's true. Um, well, it turns out I don't like any new metal then if I wow. have to have the system of a down. <laughs> Justine, like best new metal album. Black Rose! <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's not, you can't really say like corn or slipknot because it's like calling the sugar gent. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They kind of invented. Sammy just said slipknot or the wedding's off. Fucking hell, brutal. Oh. I mean, it's got to be self titled because it's got scratches on it, right? Yeah. It's their it's most new metal album, yeah, by yeah. far. Yeah. Okay, still not self-titled. Yeah, uh, that's a good, good shout. But I feel like they're better than that. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Candy ass by Orgy, innit, for me? <laughs> Big time. 
big time. Look at Joe Nally likes everything. He like he's been going, oh Robbie Williams, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, drowning pool? No, no, not drowning pool. Drowning pool. Yeah, no, the not disease. That I listen to Spine Shanks cover of While My Guitar Gently Weeps every day. It is fucking stinking. It's really bad. Um, anyway, this has sort of gone on to a, a massive new metal tangent, which <laughs> feels like the wrong podcast to be doing that on. Um, thanks, Justine. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Justine. You can stay if you want. Um, that's it. That is it. That's the end of the show. Thank you very much for coming. Renfrey, do you want to say anything to close us up? I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, go Marco. on, Steve. You know it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you really not remember your own song? No, I wrote it when I was 15. It's a really long time. I don't remember it. I don't remember it. We've, um, we've, we've, we've legit, luckily for you, Renfrew, we've gone 10 minutes over. Yes, we have. So, yeah, we, yeah. Have to, so we have to end anyway. Um, Uh, we don't look, even if it's, it's probably fucking 14 minutes long even if we uh, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean even if he could remember it we don't have time we just don't we just don't have time anyway um, probably it's the happiest song I've ever heard it fucking is it's the happiest song she I've broke ever my heard. heart that was, it's, it wasn't happy yeah, I'm over it I'm over it I'm fine he's over, he's over it um Thanks very much for coming, everyone. We yeah, really appreciate you. you coming. Um, it's been very nice. Um, we'll be back next week. We'll be reviewing the new Gang of Four album. Um, just wondered if that would get a laugh in real life. Do you know what I mean? Because I said it for like two months, and every time I said it, I went, I bet everyone really laughs at it. <laughs> You don't, do you? Um, I cut it out every single week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, asked, I asked John to cut it out every week. <laughs> yeah, you probably do. Um, I don't listen back to this podcast, so I don't know. Um, it's but never made it in once. Has it not? No. It's never made it in once? <laughs> no. I asked for it to be cut every week. Well, no wonder he didn't get a fucking laugh then. I was like, oh, what a really great callback. It's a shit joke, mate. What a great, what's a shit joke? Because you've fucking taken out, you've taken the feed out. You've taken the fucking joke away. And I've said it, well, I mean, that is ridiculous. Well, thanks very much. You could have, I, well, I should listen to my own podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know. should. You um, fucking should. Yeah, I should. Do really, I would have known then, wouldn't I? Um, anyway, <laughs> we will be, we'll be back next week with a normal show, probably reviewing some albums and Bonjour will be back. And... Um, <laughs> And uh, do anything nice for the rest of the week, Winfrey? What? Do uh, anything nice? Do I, am I doing anything nice? Yeah. No. No, me neither, man. <laughs> no, I'm not. Me neither. Uh, 
Should we say something sort of heartfelt at the end of this? Um, yes, look, this is a silly thing that we set up uh, out of the ashes of something <laughs> which I'm not going to go into. Even sillier. But um, the fact that when we, when we put this show on, um, Steve's main thing with it was no one's going to come. And the fact that we have this sold-out room, which is fucking insane... There are about, there are over a hundred people here. I mean, sorry, over a hundred thousand people here. <laughs> and... And it is a pretty fucking amazing thing because it's just something that me and Steve just sort of talked about doing. We had no idea if anyone would be interested in it. We had no idea, like, it was just, I don't know, like... we. I, I spoke to Steve a lot on the phone um, and uh, we decided that we could do things better than had been done in the past. <laughs> and, um, and we did Different. this. Different. Different, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's, it's fucking amazing that so many people actually care and it's ridiculous. All we do is sit down and talk about music every week. That's all it is. And the fact that we can get 100 people to come to a show in London is fucking ridiculous. Um, but it really means the world. So thank you very much. <laughs> All right. That's it. Thanks very much, guys. Have a safe journey home. Hope you've enjoyed listening. We'll see you next week. Cheerio, bye.